Yeah. Um, but I was researching how to argue, and the answer was listening. I was like, that can't be it. <laughs> if you're not able to fully understand someone, everyone can be an enemy. You know? Right. The only way you can truly fall in love is to be vulnerable. Yeah. I, I always think that when you're growing up, people tell you who you become in some mm. weird way. Um, I mean, there's been studies that show that if, if you're associated with being like kind, you're a kind person, like ever since you're little, you'll almost embody that. You'll embody being a kind person because people will affirm that in you. Oh, right, because it becomes part of your identity. Well, exactly. they say one of the biggest needs is for us to remain consistent with who we identify as, mm -hmm. which is why personal development is a lot about expanding identity. <laughs> Hello, Kendall. Hello there, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. Who are you? Um... It's so funny, I was reading a book about saying like who you are and you can go to like such a, a level of like, who are you really? Um, hmm. So I was thinking about this, but I think at the most I like to think that I'm like a good sister and a good daughter and girlfriend and friend. Um, but a lot of people would probably know me from reality show The Bachelor. They've seen me kiss and cry. So. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever think you'd be on a reality show like that? I've... I, I'm kind of the kind of person that never says no to certain experiences. So I, I never anticipated being on a dating show like The Bachelor. Like, absolutely not. Yeah. I, would, I would watch episodes with my mom and sister and be like, why would those girls fight over one guy? Like, who would do that? Um, but after going on it, uh, I don't know. I feel like it made sense because it was just a crazy experience. So why not do a crazy experience? What was that experience like? I didn't get to watch it. So yeah. just from your your personal experience through it? It was, it was really remarkable. I feel like um, you're almost placed in this really weird, obscure world, and you have to adjust to uh, being really open, being really vulnerable. And I think I was very guarded before I went in, and um, you almost have positive affirmation after you do open up, which was rare for me. Um, just being so open to so many people. Yeah. So I, I feel like it really allowed me to uh, enjoy vulnerability as opposed to pushing it away. Was there a lot of directing on that show? Like, were they influencing the plot line heavy? Oh, surprisingly, no. So there are elements of, they give you bad advice, is what I like to say. <laughs> um, just like any friend might. But yeah. um, at the end of the day, your actions are your own. And I think some people go into go into the show thinking, I want to be this character, I want to be the bad guy, or I, you know, I yeah. want to stir things up. But no, no one was ever giving me lines or saying I had to do anything. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So it was a real experience. It, yeah, it was real. I ended up, um, from the second show that I did, I ended up having a two-year relationship based off of that. So uh, it's hard to fake that. So, yeah. Yeah. What was your life like before all that? Like, um, what, what, what were you going for prior to being on The Bachelor? Um, I was a creative director. So really? I was designing and setting up sets. I was behind the camera. So it was really interesting going from being behind the camera to then being in front of the camera. I just felt like I was part of the crew when I was there, honestly. Let's talk about that. Yeah. How'd you get into creative directing? Um, well, I was an art major. So ah. I went to Academy of Art University in San Francisco, and um, I love editing, making videos, uh, just being a part of the creative process of things. I always saw television as a way to um, live many different lives, go to mm. different places. Um, and I was aspiring to be a documentarian. 
And then I got since you were like a teenager. Oh, since I was a kid, I oh, loved okay. documentaries. You were super into it, yeah. Oh yeah, so I would be. My friends would call me the Did You Know Girl because I would <laughs> watch all these documentaries, read these books, and I wouldn't really know how to socialize. But I'd be like, Well, did you know that? Blah blah blah, like some random fact. And so that's how I would connect with people. Um, but yeah, um, just the art world and behind camera. I never really thought about being in front of the camera. And uh, let's let's slow all this down. I'm really interested in this part of it. So you're a kid. You're into documentaries. Do your parents say, "Hey, you should get a real job at one point"? Like, do you tell them, "Hey, mom and dad, I want to hold the camera for my life"? Like, what what is that process like? How do you come to be a professional creative director? I think I just um, I always felt like I, I knew the direction I wanted my life to be in. I didn't really know specifically what I wanted to be. Of course, I aspired to be a documentarian, but um, I just kept going towards what felt right. And so it started out by um, going to college um, for multimedia communications at an art school, and I had a scholarship there, like a track scholarship. So, so your parents knew that that was a career path already, and they were supporting. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Okay. My, my, I come from a family of artists. My dad worked in Disney, and so he was always like in that really? artist world. Yeah. And so, and so we always had art around us. What'd your dad do? Um, so he worked with um, designing the pop-ups for movies. That's awesome. Yeah. So he like designs like the display cases and stuff like that for Disney. Yeah. So I, I feel like my childhood had a lot of magic in it. You know? I love that. My parents yeah. were both classical ballet dancers. Really? So I grew wow. up in the arts world as well. So same, oh, like whenever I would hang out like backstage and be with the lighting people and the crew people. And yeah. It, it just felt right. I was like, yeah, we make stuff. Yeah. Like it just felt like a natural thing. So, so you were familiar with expression at an early age, like expressing in like different mediums. Yeah. yeah. And so I figured your parents, they were supportive when you said, mom and dad, I want to create. They were like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, this, is, this is in your blood. <laughs> so, so yeah, I was always um, doing some kind of interesting art project, sculpting. Um, but I loved video because you can just, you can, I think it was a way for me to, um, to learn like through other people. And, and that's, yes. what always, that's what always inspired me when I was a kid was learning through people who went to these places I've never been to. Well, it's all, it, I think, you know, in video, when you're working with video, it's always collaboration. It's very yeah. hard to do a video. But I mean, I guess you could do selfie videos now, right? But I mean, like in general, when you do productions, yeah. it's about connecting with people and you have to have this energy exchange. I love that. Yeah. No, I love that too. I think it was interesting because when I was in college, um, I was doing all these videos. It takes a lot of work to bring people together to make something happen. It does. <laughs> and so, uh, but what I found was that it was really difficult to depend on people for certain projects. So I'd actually make puppets to make videos when I was in college. It was weird. Like I almost ended up working on some projects by myself. Um, and I always loved sculpting and making fun little, I don't know, like little puppet things. So, um, Did you have a lot of friends in school? Um, I would say, well, my sister was always my best friend, okay. but, um, You're I, twin. I have a twin. Okay. Yeah. And some of the friends that I have, I've had, had since I was very young. Um, but I, I feel like it's interesting when you go to college because it's the first time you're away from your family. Right. So you almost create a new family when you're in a different place, experiencing different things. Yeah. A whole um, new bubble. A whole new bubble. Yeah. So it was interesting to see who I was when I, when I wasn't expected to be who, Sorry. <laughs> Expected to be uh, when – I forgot what I was saying. I was like, yeah. Um, well, you're not doing what you were expected to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I feel like I went through a lot of growth because of that. 
That's really beautiful, right? Because when you yeah. get to go to a new place, like college or you move to a new city, you kind of get to revamp your identity a bit, yeah. you know? And I moved around so much. I went from Brazil to Cleveland to Kentucky to Chicago. Oh, wow, different then places. Then I moved around in Chicago, then went to New York, then San Diego, then Chicago, then L.A. So like every time yeah. I got to just like, and there's different pockets of friends from around the country that know me slightly differently, mm-hmm. you know? And then it kind of all adds up to who I am now, right? But I kind of yeah. needed to learn something from this group of friends and then bring that to this group and then go through these challenges, right? And it's like yeah. the the addition of all these experiences create yeah. the character. Because everyone sees you as someone completely different. That's trippy which too, is interesting. right? Yeah, because I always feel like I see myself in this certain way, but everyone sees me, like you see me in a different way than I see myself, than my sister sees me, than a friend would see me, you know? Yeah, I met you at Coachella yeah. through our mutual friend, Nick Juhas. Mm-hmm. And I honestly had no idea who you were. I just thought, oh, this is a cool girl. Yeah. Hey, hey what's we, just up? Met, we met at the tower. Yeah, That's, we met at the tower yeah. and just talking about life, right? And it's like, it's so interesting that everybody that has met us has a different idea of who we are. Yeah, I I always think that when you're growing up, people tell you who you become in some Mm. weird way. Um, I mean, there's been studies that show that if if you're associated with being like kind, you're a kind person, like ever since you're little, you'll almost embody that. You'll embody being a kind person because people will affirm that in you. Oh, right, because it becomes part of your identity. Well, they say one of the biggest needs is for us to remain consistent with who we identify as, Mm -hmm. which is why personal development is a lot about expanding identity. Yeah. And undoing old traumas, right? Yes. Completely. Completely. I feel like, I I don't know. I think I just view my traumas in a different way than I used to. Yeah? How so? Um, I feel like when I was younger, I, I don't know. I feel like I would hold it in so much more, like certain things in life. And I think um, growing- Like you wouldn't speak up if- I wouldn't speak up. I almost saw it as a weakness. You know, Mm. to have vulnerability. But then as I grew up and grew older and was starting to be more vulnerable with people in my life, I realized that um, the only way you can truly fall in love is to be vulnerable because people see themselves in you or they see more of a, I don't know, like like experiences, you know, it builds, it builds a relationship. So in that, I feel like I've, I've grown to be like, it's okay to mess up and it's okay to not be perfect. It is. It's almost like uh, when we were younger, Maybe for me, I didn't want to burden people with my problems. Yeah. So I'd be like, I'll fix everything. Yeah. I got it. And I got really good at fixing stuff. But mm-hmm. at some point, it's like I wouldn't tell people that I'm exhausted and I wouldn't mm-hmm. say no to projects. I would just overbook and overbook and then get exhausted and then be late on something and be like, ah, I shouldn't yeah. have done it. But in reality is I shouldn't have taken on that much. Because you can't give enough of yourself to those things. You yeah. Know? So in a way, you're doing a disservice to all those projects that you accumulated over time because you couldn't give it like your full self. Yes. Yeah. And now I'm learning more of the value of that. I actually want to do less projects, but that I just put deeper focus into. Yeah, because your projects are, in a way, what define you. So what you put out into the world uh, is a reflection of who you are. Yeah. And so putting actual like love and care into that, as opposed to trying to like rush, um, is a lot more impactful. And it feels better to do, too. It does, because you can come away from it and be like, this represents me. You That's know? why I started this podcast. I felt like yeah. most of the videos I've done didn't say a lot about me. Mm-hmm. They, they said that I was good at doing the thing I was hired for. Yeah. Like I've done like Disney commercials that don't say anything about me. You're working on someone else's dream. Yeah, which yeah. is great. I'm not uh, complaining. But mm-hmm. if I died, you know, if they say, oh, what does this Brazil's work say about him? Mm-hmm. Says that he likes colorful lights. Like, I don't know. Colorful like, lights are beautiful. Why not? That, that, that's about it, right? But, yeah. like, I started this podcast because I was like, I don't know, I at least want to have real conversations. I want to capture, like, you know, one day when I have kids, I want them to see what I was thinking about. Yeah. 
Like yeah. to me, that feels like um, something to leave behind. And I can you know? tell you're a deep thinker. You're someone who, I, I think when I first met you, oh, what did you say? You said something. I just remember having the impression of you. I was like, oh, this person, this person like has a, a mind that likes to like wander into different ideas. You know? That was <laughs> That's the a good way to put it. I like yeah, it. <laughs> you know? And so I, I see like you catch onto these ideas and you like bring it back. I don't know. It was just really cool to kind of see how you were. Yeah, I, yeah. I see a bit of that in you as well. Thank you're, you. <laughs> yeah, I, you're like very passionate about information and sharing that information. Very much so. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. I feel like um, I can relate to that a lot because when I was, we moved to America, you know, I knew English better than my family did. So mm-hmm. I always learned something in school and come home and be like, mom, dad, this is how this works. Even if I was kind of bullshitting, I would like bullshit it really well. Like I figured out how to work this thing. Yeah. Well, not really, but I just like that feeling of explaining something exactly. and sharing it. Like feeling something great and giving that to somebody. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. I yeah. think it's, um, I mean, learning, teaching is how we evolve to be better, you know? Yes. So that's, I think it's really important. I think that's one of the most important gifts you can give is to learn through other people or learn from other experiences and then to then, ex- I guess, share those ideas with other people and bounce them off of them. Yeah. yeah. I've always learned things better after I had to teach it to somebody else mm-hmm. because then I have to conceptualize it outside of myself. I have to re-explain it. You embody it so much better. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the, the old, you know, listening skill, right, of... You know, a great way to have a conversation is to like say back what you think the other person said, mm-hmm. and they can tell you if you if you heard them right. You know, like if you're arguing with somebody. Oh, it's a great argument tactic. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. To just reflect back, did I hear you correctly? Yeah. Right. And the act of doing that makes you have to be a great listener. Mm-hmm. It's funny because uh, I can tell you've probably studied the same things. I, yeah. I study how to argue, not because I'm trying to beat anybody <laughs> or trying to win, but okay, initially maybe. Well, it's funny because I I have a twin sister, so. Okay. Um, there's always times where we uh, will butt heads, you know? And for me, I was like, I want to learn how to have an <laughs> argument and be right all the time. And so when I did research how to argue, I'm a researcher, so I research everything. Yeah. Um, but I was researching how to argue, and the answer was listening. I was like, that can't be it. <laughs> there has to be some, like, hidden... Um, but it was really good, because I feel like um, it's a good way to actually understand people's process of how they um, yes. develop a certain situation. Yes. Because um, we all see it from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're all looking at the same item, but from a different angle. And I think it's good to be able to understand the different angle that maybe we're like giving off that we're not aware of. Yeah, because maybe yeah. we intend for it to be this way, but we didn't mm-hmm. read the audience properly and they're perceiving it a completely different way. Exactly. Like in some languages, yeah. this is not a good symbol. Really? Oh, I think this one. This is, I, oh yeah, this means, oh no, I'm going to do it again. Yeah, in some <laughs> languages, like, like well, you know, we think of this as peace, but yeah. in some languages, this might as well be that. Yeah. So really? It's like, I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's like oh, a silly no. example. I do but peace it's like, signs all the time. That would be. <laughs> yeah, I think if you do it this way, open hand, you're I think safe. you're safe. safe. You can't I do think it. so. It's but the there definitely way, like, is one or the head. other. It's a real thing. Interesting. It's kind of like how, isn't it in uh, uh, chimpanzees or when you smile, it's seen as danger? Well, you posted a thing about the glasses. I really like that, the gorillas. Yeah, the gorilla the glasses. glasses, if you give direct eye contact, it's uh, <laughs> seen as a form of aggression. So, I mean, <laughs> communication is When key. I first saw the thumbnail, I thought it oh, meant yeah. that the gorillas like wearing those glasses. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, what? Like, they they just like to party with glasses. Yeah, they like to be human sometimes. Like, it's, it's funny, the glasses are like, yeah, those little tiny, uh, like f- fake human eyes 
It's just so weird because I almost think, why does it have to be eyeballs? Like, why couldn't it just be regular glasses? Yeah, just like shades. You know? But I guess maybe it tricks them into thinking, like, I'm not looking at you. Like, right, like I'm know? actively, because with shades, I could still be looking at you. You're right. With it's the fake more, ones. It's, yeah. like, mm -hmm. it's like, I'm definitely not looking at you. You're safe. Yeah, it's, gorillas are so great. That's funny. It feels like yeah. a permanent eye roll. Just it like, does, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not looking at you. You're not interesting. But, like, people just, like, almost like surrounding them, all looking up to the side. They're like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what are you putting out now? Like I, I see you putting these videos where you give fun, interesting facts. Mm -hmm. Like what is your goal with all this? Like what are you um, building it? I towards? guess I, I just kind of share things that I'm curious about. Um, I have almost a train of curiosity where I'll kind of visit different random stations like along the way. Um, and I like that metaphor. <laughs> I've always been the kind of person that it, like if I have conversations with people, people will tell me something and I'll be like, I have to figure out what that is, you know? Yes. So um, yeah, I've always been a researcher. I think initially when I did it, it was just uh, to put content out there that was interesting to me because after being on the show, you almost feel a certain amount of pressure to put out content. And you weren't sure what to put out. I wasn't really sure. I was sharing my life, but at the same time, it didn't really feel as genuine to share my life. I'm more of a private person, surprisingly. Right. <laughs> so it, in a way, like being able to share stuff that I actually, does I research I'm curious about was a way to share a lot about myself without sharing about myself. Yeah. Um, and I just found it created a lot more stimulating conversations. Yeah, because it's about what they're passionate about. Yeah. You know, it's almost like when I, I've gone on dates with girls where at the beginning I ask them, like, tell me about the people you love and why you mm. love them. Oh, that's a really cool Instead question. Instead of asking them about them. Yeah. Because just the way that they would take the time to explain the people that they care about would tell me a lot about them. Yeah, it's like, what's your relationship like with yeah. this person? That's interesting. I like that viewpoint. Yeah. Why do you think that is, uh, do you feel like you learn a lot about like how someone loves or how they care? Yeah. Because I, I, I think it's all about relationships and how mm -hmm. we perceive the world partly through the lens of how we see ourselves. Yeah. <clears throat> so if I'm trying to get to know somebody for business or pleasure and I ask them how they see other things, that tells mm -hmm. me a lot about them. Yeah. Like, like I've met other like clients that tell me that everybody in their company sucks. Really? Hmm. Your whole team sucks? Sounds like a projection. You know? Yeah, yeah. Else, Sounds like yeah. you're not being a good leader. If everybody yeah. in your team is, is fucking up, then you're fucking up. Yeah, and I think if you're not able to fully understand someone, everyone can be an enemy, you know? Right. But if you fully understand why someone got to the point to where they are, then you can never hate anybody. Yeah. I try to do that. I try to exercise that as much as possible. You see that in movies now, right? Where you, yeah. th th Back in the day, the bad guy in a movie would just be the bad guy. That's the problem I have with so much content is that people are two-dimensional characters. Yeah. You know, they're either all bad, all good. Um, and I've seen more stuff coming out where... If you're a bad guy, you're not always a bad guy. There's a reason why. There's you, at least a reason. It, and yeah, you can even, I almost feel like you can like someone who's as seen as a bad guy now, mm -hmm. which I like. It's more of a, ch a challenge. I did think you see that, the Joker? No. Oh, which Joker, actually? The new one with Joaquin Phoenix? Yes, I yeah. did. What did yeah. you think of that movie? I really liked it. I think, I don't know, it's the Joker, they always have like the Joker curse. You know, there's always a heaviness with being the Joker because mm -hmm. I feel like, um, I feel like to get your head in the space of being someone who can commit such things is a dangerous path to go down. As an actor, you mean? As an actor, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've never done any form of <laughs> acting, so I wouldn't know. Um, but You still have to channel it. But I, Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. But I feel like there's... Uh, I know I felt sad watching it, mm. in a way. I felt sad because I felt like um, it was really a expression of mental health and how 
you can see someone spiraling and people can knock someone aside. It also made me really think about um, just like people in the homeless community and how yeah. it's almost, you almost uh, don't acknowledge certain kinds of people until something really big happens. Yeah. And then you almost try to blame them. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, right? Like I, I, I feel you. Like it gave sadness. It made me feel more empathetic. Yeah. You yeah. know, because it doesn't excuse the the outward behavior, but mm -hmm. it does tell you what's happening. And I think yeah. it's just a more compassionate way to look at life. Like I, I look really? at life that way. Like you know, I'm compassionate that people are going through pain, but mm -hmm. if they're in my face trying to rob me, I might have to knock somebody out or whatever. Yeah. You have to handle the situation at hand, but also like the guy who tackled Dave Chappelle on stage yeah. uh, at Hollywood Bowl. Um, I'm sure he has mental health issues, but he needed to get his ass kicked. Mm -hmm. He got his ass kicked backstage because he was a threat. He could have killed somebody, right? Mm -hmm. But I think the deeper look at it is like, what would cause somebody to even want to do that kind of stuff? Yeah, exactly. Like fully knowing what brought someone to that place before casting judgment. Um, yeah. yeah, it was just a really, I, I, I think I felt affected after watching that movie for, for a little bit. Does that feel, does that happen when you watch movies often? Like you feel the feeling of the movie? Does this, like, can you watch horror movies? I can't watch horror movies. Me neither. Yeah, <laughs> no, because I have, so I have sleep paralysis. So whenever I watch a scary movie or a film, uh, yeah. it like comes through like actual like nightmares. So. Me too. Yeah. Oh, I, I can't. Like who watches a horror film and then goes to bed? Like I would have to watch like an hour of Family Guy afterwards just oh. to like reset myself. I'm the same way. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll listen to murder podcasts all the time and I have no issue with it. What is it with that? Murder think, podcasts. Um, is it like a narrative or is it like trying to find out who actually killed the real person? I think it's the mystery, but I also think it's almost a defense mechanism. But that, I mean, is it about real murders? Oh, podcasts? The, oh, one, the ones yeah. that you're listening to? Oh, yeah. Yeah? yeah. Like real murders, I, I listen to Red Handed, which is a really – like these two – British okay. women who are amazing and hilarious. They'll talk about um, different murders and things that have happened. I like the research that goes into it. Like and, true stories, yeah. but their perspective of bringing out the facts. And yeah, no, exactly. I think, um, and then also uh, like documentaries like The Jinx or, I don't know. I, there's always a morbid curiosity with that. I think that's What was that one really... that, um, uh, the one that Zac Afron played in um, <clears throat> Ted Bundy? The, the, the Ted Bundy tape. Oh, Did you watch yeah. those? Um, I didn't. I, I watched the actual documentary, but I didn't yeah, watch the movie. Me neither. I didn't see oh, the movie. It's oh, a documentary. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just couldn't think of his name. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I think people's interest in that is because it's like a defense me mechanism of how do I understand this threat so I don't become a victim of this threat. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I could see that for sure. And um, But horror movies are different if it's yeah. like a narrative. Because I mm -hmm. feel like whatever I watch, I, I kind of become it momentarily you know like there's mm. some times where it's like movies are too serious i'm like i'm in a light mood like it's not time for this kind of movie you know oh, like like i yeah. i allow myself to be touched by the art mm -hmm. be it a podcast a song or a movie so like you. yeah so yeah. i have to be really careful with my media diet yeah yeah you know we are i mean yeah we embody what we take in um i heard that there was somebody who stopped watching the news because it made them like a really angry, mad person. And mm -hmm. when they stopped watching it um, as much, then they actually became happier and more positive as opposed to pessimistic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. really, it's just programming us. Like, mm -hmm. what is hypnosis? But somebody listening to suggestive sentences being mm -hmm. said to them and they're willing to accept them as true and tune into them, right? That's what hypnotherapy is. Yeah. That's watching TV. No, exactly. Exactly. I did try hypnotherapy one time. 
Yeah. Um, it's interesting because I think there's some minds who are more susceptible to that. Were you others. not one of those? Um, I think too much. I don't know. I ruin it for myself. Like, I would love to be somebody that can go through that. And I, I would love to be put under a trance. But in my mind, I'm thinking, like, they're trying to do this to me. I'm going to do it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, my brain ends up ruining it for me. When you go, do you, have you ever gone to therapy? Um, I haven't actually. I, I went Never. to, um, no. I went to my, my sister um, was in therapy. And so mm. I went to do a class with, that's not called a class, is it? It's called a session. A session, I yeah. I went to a session with her. Um, and... That was interesting. And my sister always says it helped her life tremendously and our relationship tremendously. Yeah. Um, and I've always wanted to and felt like I wanted to. But who do you talk to when you have problems? That's the thing. I have so many people that I talk to. Um, I have an extremely close group of girlfriends that yeah. we talk about everything together. My family's very open. Um, when my, you talk to your girlfriends, do they just listen and support or do they give advice? It's a little bit of both. I okay. think that there's definitely listening, um, but we all have very different perspectives on things. Okay. But um, I think that it's a balance. I think, um, but I definitely do get a lot of advice from them as well. Okay. But there is a lot of listening and being like, well, you think of this differently than I would, but I understand why you think this way. Oh, that's great. Sounds yeah. like you and your girlfriends have a nice uh, evolved way of uh, communicating. It is, yeah. I think we just have learned to really trust each other. Yeah. And in that, you can feel... Like you can be open without judgment. Yeah. Um, because we all, it's funny how we're a group that has very just diverse views on things. How'd y'all meet? Um, and through, who are these people that you love? <laughs> we met through many different ways. Um, we met through friends of friends, through school, through, um, I have some girlfriends I've known since uh, I was five. Some since oh wow, that you're still high. friends with. Yeah, that's amazing. So, yeah, it's like I feel like I, I just collect people who bring me up. You know, we want to bring each other up, yeah. and um, I just feel really proud to have a group of friends that are extremely genuine and who only want my happiness. We've all been through a lot of crazy ups and downs, especially yeah. with being on the show. And um, I think I always go back to like that solid group of people. So, did you feel a change in? Um, the way your friends treated you when you were on the show? Or I think the way I, certain people did? I think I projected a lot of that on some people mm. um, because I was a little bit more in my head. Like after being so analyzed and um, when you're on the show, you feel like everything you say can and will be used against you. <laughs> so um, I, I think I more so projected that initially. But now, no. I mean, it's normal. They still call me out on things. Yeah, so, yeah. that's great. Mm -hmm. What's next? Um, what do you want? What does Kendall want in life right now? I think I, I want to, right now I'm doing a lot with, um, I guess just exploring the science world and teaching and kind of taking stuff that inspires me and sharing it with other people. Yeah. So that's the avenue that I'm choosing to go down right now. And Like a, as a content creator? As a content creator, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different things that can happen with that, but I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, I'm a really open person, so I, I like to say yes to experience and yes to things um, yeah. and not really like narrow down where specifically where I'm going. I like so, that. Yeah. Because it's because you don't you it's almost limiting to be so specific mm -hmm. on certain kinds of goals. Right. Yeah. Because then, you know, it's like, well, you may get something better. That wasn't even in your plans. Yeah. I try not to get so caught up on the grass is always greener, you know. I think I like to be open to different experiences um, and then to like let them come into my life and experience all of them as opposed to being like, this is what I'm going to do. 
you know, if you get married to projects, then I feel like it blocks out other things. That's interesting because you say you're very analytical. And you yeah. s- but yet you don't want to stick too hard to that plan. I mean, you, I, you, you seem very open yeah. and analytical. Those traits don't usually go very together. Really? I mean, I feel like I'm an observer of things. Yeah. You know, like I like to observe the observe natural happenings and um, understand them, but I don't try to control it. That's a, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, because if you try to control something, um, I, it, feel, it feels like it gets away from you that much more. You yeah. Know? Like love with an open <laughs> hand. Like I've always said that, like don't try to grab onto things in life, like mm-hmm. let it come to you and if it wants to stay, it'll stay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But like, do you have like a, like a vision board? Like what are your goals for like the next six months? Like specifically, like what are you doing? There's a couple projects that I'm working on that I'm putting energy into. Okay. Um, so I'm excited about that, excited about certain things that are happening. It's always, I always feel so uh, weird about sharing what I'm doing too early on before anything's solidified because Without giving away it. too much. Yeah. What kind of project is it? It's along the vein, well, a couple of them. They're along the veins of um, what I've been getting into with uh, knowledge and sharing information that I research. So um, You're really passionate about that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I don't know why. I just, uh, I, I feel like I have a mind that just has to know how things work. So, <laughs> yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Curiosity. Curiosity. It's a gift, you know. I think it's one of the most beautiful traits that someone can have. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I couldn't imagine not being curious because there's so mm-hmm. much to know and I'll never yeah. know everything and time is limited. That's the thing so. that's insane. Like I have a lot of ad- admiration for people who can focus on one thing and really like be it and dive into it and um, be per- not perfect, but um, I guess aim to be perfect in a specific thing. Mm. I feel like I get distracted. I have a broad but shallow pool of knowledge. You know, <laughs> it's like I can't. I, I I want to get really deep into certain things, but I'm like, there's not enough time. You We're know? so much alike. Yeah. I have such an ADHD brain. Like I yeah. like if you listen to like my podcast history of who I listen to, it'll be like a comedy podcast, a science podcast, a business podcast, a space podcast. It's like yeah. it's just I, it's all it all interests me, and I feel like I learned something from an area totally unrelated to that area, but I put them together in my mind. I'm like, oh, these thought patterns kind of go together. That's interesting, right? It's, right? I love that. You're like a knowledge thief. Yes. Yeah. Or just like the buffet of life. There's so much. There you is. Know? It's overwhelming, but I think it's, it keeps life interesting. You yeah. Know? It's, and to never be bored. Do you like routines? Um, I try to keep to a certain routine. What's your routine? Um, um, I try to be healthy and I try to work out every day. But um, I also think that humans are, we're just really adaptable, you mm. know? And that's the beauty about being human is you can adapt to so many different situations. Yeah. So I, I like shocking my body um, into weird things because then I feel, I don't want to be too stagnant, you yeah. know? So like, yes, I like routine, but I like short spurts of different routines. Yes. Um, and then I, I, it sounds so weird. <laughs> no, but, no, I'm, t- yeah. I'm totally getting what you're saying. <laughs> okay. Yes. Like yeah. we need some baseline of, of certainty, mm-hmm. right? Of predictability. But then if we have too much certainty, then we need uncertainty. Yeah. The right kind of uncertainty. Exactly. Sprinkle it in. Because your body you... gets so used to something yeah. and it feels safe and it stops growing. Yes. You know? So I or experimented with intermittent fasting, different kinds of food fads just yeah. for fun, um, different ways to work out or to challenge myself in those ways. Yeah. I try to keep my body guessing. 
Yeah. Um, I do. because <laughs> On purpose. On purpose, because I feel like if you start getting into the same routine over and over again, um, how can you be, how can you grow? How can you be a different version of yourself if you're consistently one way? How do you put that into a relationship? Well, uh, I'm lucky to be in a relationship with someone who's also extremely curious. Mm. So I, I feel like the kind of person that I thrive with is somebody who um, isn't afraid to tell me that I'm wrong. Mm. Um, in a respectful way, of course. For sure. But my boyfriend now, he's... Uh, he, oh, oh, hi. Right, it's okay, buddy. Uh -huh. um, my boyfriend now, he's, uh, he's intelligent in different ways. Yeah. Which I admire. And yeah, we can have... Conversations. Brazil. Oh, sorry. sorry. One second. Oh, no worries. Brazilito, it's okay, buddy. You're just protecting us. Come here, buddy. Come here. Thank you. I know. There, there was a thing, right? Oh, yeah. Thank you for protecting us. Yes, thank you. <laughs> okay, can she, can she finish her story now, buddy? Being a good son. Yeah. Can she finish her story now? He's like talking about yeah. men. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Say that again. Your boyfriend. Yeah, so he's an aerospace engineer. So he has the engineer mindset. Which is, it's interesting because I'm more of an, I say I'm an artist mindset, though I'm into yeah. researching and kind of logical in a lot of ways. But um, he's the devil's advocate for everything. So I, I think it's a relationship that continues to um, challenge and to be enriched by different, like uh, like a lot of different information. Yeah. And in a way, it, it feels like it's um, it's like a good challenge. I you like know? that. It's stimulating. It's very, st oh, extremely stimulating. How'd y'all meet? We met through a mutual friend, actually. So. Specifically how? Um, so was it like, you should meet this cute guy? Or was oh, it just no, like... Oh, no, no. So we were, um, we went mm. to a, a shindig. I'm like, what do I say? <laughs> a little there was, shindig. There was a shindig. Um, <laughs> it took place. And um, one of his volleyball friends, who I was friends with, um, just, we just all came together in a group. I guess there's no assumption of, I don't think anyone even thought we were going to connect. He actually came with a different girl, not dating-wise. Yeah. I thought they were. Um, she was also a part of the volleyball team that they were playing in. Right. So he came with her, and in my mind, I was thinking, oh, they're dating off-limits, you know. <laughs> um, and so I purely was trying to see him, just like as a friend, we were all having a conversation, and there was a certain point in the night where um, she's like, oh yeah, you know, blah, blah, honey. He's like, honey, he's like, I've only known you for two hours. I'm not your honey. And he said, he specifically said that to be like, I'm single. Like I know what it looks like, but I'm single. And <laughs> I was like, like, hey, don't throw me off. I was like, you're yeah. a little bit of a jerk, but okay. Yeah, like, yeah. I, and then after that, um, we just connected. Um, the first, I guess, thing we connected on was that, um, we were talking about like life in different planets. And I was like, oh, there's this moon off of Jupiter that could potentially harbor alien life. He's like, oh yeah, Europa. And I was like, oh, you this, know guy Europa? Knows, this guy knows about space. So we really just connected talking about space. Um, and it was actually his birthday at midnight that day. And so our first kiss was on his birthday. Wow, yeah. what a meet cute. Yeah, right? I've heard that phrase, meet cute. It's a, it's a movie thing. It's just like okay. where something that's just almost like too perfect, right? Really? Like he knows about the moon on yeah, Saturn. Oh, he knows like, about the moon. Like yeah. of all the, on his birthday. Exactly. Like, I know, it does kind of sound, it, it sounds it's, so interesting. Yeah, and there's so many more things that it feels like, in a way I'm like, oh, this is the person that um, is perfect for me, like perfectly imperfect in a lot of different ways. Sure. But, um, he embodies somebody that, that really works that I never anticipated 
would work in that way. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, well, because there's the people that we think we want and there's the people that we actually need and yeah. how it connects. Yeah, I almost completely, not that I wrote, wrote him off, <laughs> but I was like, I'm not interested because uh, he's a couple years younger than me. Mm. Uh, he's 28, I'm 30. Yeah. And um, I'm, I've never dated a younger guy. And right. so in my mind, I was like, oh, it won't work out. He's not ready for what I'm ready for. Um, and at that point, I was kind of just getting into, I had had a really serious relationship before where we were talking about or thinking about like engagement and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I was just coming around to the idea of this is something that I actually want in my life. To build a family. To build a family. It's yeah. extremely important to me. Not right now, but yeah. I wanted to start moving towards that direction. So when I met him, I was thinking he's not ready for that, especially in Los Angeles. I'm like, who's ready? Like, it's like Peter Pan land, you know? <laughs> so I almost wrote him off completely. And I was like, cool friends, you're a cute guy. You know about space. Um, but then like on our first date, he, if anything- Who asked for the first date? He did. Yeah, he's the aggressor in this in this situation. Yeah, um, what was yeah. the first day? What was the? Uh, we went um, tide like looking at tide pools. Yeah. Tide pools. What's that? Tide pools. It's like the shallow by the ocean, like the shallow. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So we were looking at tide pools over at a national uh, or state park, a state park um, by where our parents live in Oxnard. Okay. And it was a day after Christmas. And he knew you'd be into to it. Cause oh yeah, I, I'm actually I'm the one that suggested the tide pools, but he's the one that found the spot. So he's nice. like, oh, there's a spot that I go to with my family. You're going to love it. We went there. There weren't really a lot of things. But you guys had already pools. kissed. We did. Yeah, the, we had a first the, the, kiss. The first kiss. Okay. Yeah. So you knew there was something. There was at least a spark. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I was, I was very interested in him. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, I had a lot of reservations. And then on our first date, we talked a lot of, about a lot of stuff and like what we are looking for in our future. And it really aligned. So I was pleasantly surprised. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's nice when it aligns, right? Yeah, it is. It almost feels, it, it feels, um, I don't want to say weird, because it's not weird. It's natural, right? But it's not supposed to be so hard to, for these parts to fit together. Mm -hmm. Like, it takes work to keeping it up, but the parts should go, <laughs> like... Yeah, you should have the initial, yeah. just like the initial connection. Yeah, but yeah. the fact that, that, that you guys are aligning, even how you stimulate each other, that's mm -hmm. really beautiful. Yeah, and that's how I knew he was different than anyone I've ever dated yeah. in the past because I felt like he could teach me something new mm. continuously. And know? he was younger, which yeah. is not something you normally associate, right? I know. No, normally you think the older guy is going to teach you something or whatever. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But he, he <laughs> I don't know, he, um, I like somebody who doesn't allow what you th oh, sorry. Um, I like being with somebody who doesn't allow other people's perspectives to alter um, like their viewpoints on things. Like if the wind is blowing too hard, if they'll just bend that yeah, way. Yeah, he's like, like, oh, I guess. But no, he, he really, and he also challenges what I believe. And um, in a sense of if I say I believe something, um, he's like, oh, well, why do you believe that? Like, what has gotten you to the point of you believing that? Like, I love that. Like, no one ever asks me that. No one ever, I mean, you know, it's, like, it's just like, you more so say things um, because you associate it with yourself and then actually reflecting and to think like, why do I actually believe this? He's the first person that's ever really challenged me in that way. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's me such too. a good pattern break also because it's not necessarily mm -hmm. saying he doesn't agree with your thinking, yeah. but just challenging you. Well, if you really do believe this, yeah. tell me why. Exactly. Like, right. what are the facts that lead you to this kind of, <clears throat> like, oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay? yeah, I'm good. I need to... Have some water. Yeah. Um, here, we'll take, we can take a water break. Yeah, let's do a water break. water break. Yeah. Hydration. Hydration station. You guys Hydration at home can hydrate as well. Mm-hmm. 
Good stuff. <clears throat> I got this flask that keeps things remarkably cold, but also it keeps things warm. So whenever I put warm water in this and I try to put it in the freezer to cool it off, it's like the whole canister is cold, but inside the water is still warm. Is it just technology? very well insulated? I think so. <laughs> Right, because that's what it's about. It's about separating, not allowing the heat to leave. Yeah. Right. So it's like really stubborn. I have a very stubborn. Yeah. Water container. <laughs> well, that, that's what it's about, right? Because I used to live in Chicago, and I used to go skating like in the winter. And it was all about layers. Ice skating. No, like uh, inline skating. The oh, same kind inline. of skating that Nick used to do. I don't, did you know he used to be a pro skater? No. Oh, like a skate skateboarder? The, the things inline you would imagine skate. a skateboarder doing, but on inline skates. So like grinding on rails, oh, jumping cool. off roofs and ramps and all that. Oh, that's like, awesome. That's awesome. We met really doing cool. that, and he was a pro. Oh, and I used to film what? all the pro skaters. I had no idea. He was like on magazines, grinding off rails, really? like winning comp like street competitions, and like full-on oh. badass skater dude. Really? That's in his so prior interesting. life. Yeah, that's where Dang. I met him. Yeah. Man, like, everyone's always different versions of themselves. Like, we were talking you know, about earlier, so right? weird. Okay, cool. That's so like awesome. you only know him as one thing. It's like, yeah. I know him as a completely different thing. I know thing. him like science world, like, you know. <laughs> oh, man. So that's fun. Yeah. So you were like doing risky things. Oh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, because of insulation. Oh, yes. And we would skate. I would always wear sweatpants under my jeans. Oh, I would wear oh. stretchy jeans, but I would wear sweatpants underneath and then a stretchy jeans over it and then like a long sleeve and then a hoodie and then gloves so I can skate in the winter. Is that comfortable? I feel like that sounds really restrictive. You would think so, but it's all stretchy. Oh. I mean, it's in the winter. It's, it's yeah. better just to skate in the summer. It's I better just to like, not do it in the winter. I would think jeans then sweats. I don't know why. Maybe, but I had, well, I guess skater jeans are like stretchy jeans. Oh, okay. They're like sweats. They just okay. don't look like sweats. Ah, interesting. And now that you mention it, it probably I probably was doing it the wrong order, though, still. I mean, no, the tighter thing should have gone in oh. underneath. You're right. Right. Well, also, I'm thinking like leggings, then jeans, then sweats. I'm like, right. that's it. You know, the order of things. I would put leggings underneath my jeans sometimes, too, when it's cold. And I was always doing sweats underneath the jeans. I was doing it wrong. I feel all like... All these years! <laughs> I feel like that'd be really difficult to do. Like, especially doing all those... I mean, I'm actually really impressed. Like, doing yeah. all those, like, intense tricks that way. Well, granted, way. back in the day, we wore very baggy jeans. Okay. <clears throat> so they I were, do remember that. They, they, they were a couple jeans. sizes too yeah. big to begin with, so they probably had a little... Had some room. Yeah, okay, cool. That makes sense. In my mind, I'm just like, that would never work. <laughs> I have to challenge him on his yeah. beliefs right now. But you've never seen videos of Nick skating? No. Oh, I'll have to send them to you. I'll have to look. Yeah, when I first see. met him, I thought he was an asshole. Really? Um, not because of how he was, but because he looked like a guy in a movie that was like an asshole. And oh, I just yeah, assumed yeah. he was like this like jockey looking... Like kind of like frat boy looking dude, you know, and yeah. and those kinds of dudes were like mean to me when I was younger, you know, and then I yeah. associated oh everybody that looks that way is probably a jerk, and then turned out we were like best friends. And oh, that's so cool. He like so lived with like me at my mom's house, like yeah, oh my god, really? like, we, we've so gone nice. skydiving together. That's dang, like, you guys have known each other for a while. Yeah, more like fifteen years. Wow, like a long time. Wow, so cool. It's trippy to say that, right? Yeah. Sounds like something like you hear your parents say, like I've known him for fifteen years. I know, knowing someone for such a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's so. I've been starting. I've realized lately, I've been counting the years that I've known my friends or been yeah. with my friends. Yeah, it's like, an, like we've accumulated so much time and memories, you know. Yeah, yeah. like um, even the, the guy Stevie, who you met out here, um, who's now you know editing and shooting some stuff with our company. Yeah. I met him when he was like eleven. He was a skater in Chicago, like way back in the wow. day. You all started as skaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The skating industry births a lot of um, other creatives. Kind of the dance industry does the same thing too. A lot of yeah. dancers go on to be photographers, directors, whatever. Mm -hmm. Most skaters, by default, have to learn to film 
before yeah. iPhones because that, that's a culture. Yeah. You capture your friends doing a trick. So we all yeah. learn how to film and edit and post videos and make t-shirts. It's kind of like a small business media training culture. Interesting. To do skating, BMXing, skateboarding, snowboarding, because right? the practice of a, of a group of friends is that. Yeah. You make a crew. Like finding new ways you to make capture a brand. what you're doing yeah. with you know, different GoPro cameras or something like that. Exactly. That's that so became fun. like my film school. Oh, yeah. so interesting. That's true, though, because you're kind of learning on the go and then finding ways to just like show all these cool tricks and yeah. so many different mediums. Like, uh, what is it? Uh, I got my brother one of those things, the flying cameras. Oh, drones. the drones, yeah. Drones, yeah. yeah. Oh, the, oh, this was, wait, when I started, was, drones were, would have been a dream. Do you I'm, think all of that's been birthed because of industries like that? Well, I think GoPro really took the whole idea of it, right? Of like mm -hmm. snowboarders and action sports world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fish eye, we want the camera to get dirty. You know yeah. what I mean? Make something small enough that won't, it doesn't matter if it breaks, but can handle all that. Like, I don't know, I love creating content. Like, I've been doing it since before it was a thing. Like, this before was a thing. No, but like, <laughs> I, I mean, like, I was interested in it before it was even possible. Like, I was like hooking up VHS, um, VCRs together. I would take two VCRs and a PlayStation 1, and I would use the RCA cords. And I would record clips from TV on one VCR, mm -hmm. and I would play them back and record them here, but then use a music uh, sound coming from my PlayStation. Oh, and I would bring them together. That's and so I would smart. like use that to cut it. I thought I invented editing, I swear I to God. I was gonna say, that's very innovative. <laughs> like, that's actually remarkable. That was like seventh grade me, just like mixing wow. stuff. I was like, oh, I, and if I use this video here, and then I put the song there, and then. Oh, um, see. I, I feel like I was like, wait, not at that level at all. I was like making fake remote controls with like random objects in the house. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's, I, it was a weird obsession I had. It was just the weirdest. I would like get blocks of wood and put random items as buttons on the wood. I don't know. It was like a game I played as a kid. But yours is way cooler. Like, but, you were, but, you were, but you were already thinking technology, right? <laughs> yeah, but it was, I guess it was like imagination technology. It wasn't like actually working. Like what you did was like actually <laughs> taking wires and cords. Like how do you discover that? How do you discover something like that? Well, just because, you know, there's three cores that make up, you know, the VCR work, right? It's two audios and one video. See, I wouldn't, even, then, I wouldn't even think that far. And then I was just like, well, the, the audio can come from anywhere. It doesn't have to come from another VCR. It can come from a PlayStation. And then I would just like... Man. Yeah. But, but you have one of those minds. You have one of those <laughs> minds. I can break that down. I'm always curious in the how. Even when I go to an event, I try to guess how much the revenue is and what the breakdown is and what the costs are and the logistics. Even when I went to Coachella, I was thinking like... How long is that logistics meeting? I was like, yeah. who met, like... You put yourself in almost a meditation of it because I can see how you, like, put, position yeah. your body oh, when you're so saying funny. it. Yeah, oh, that's so funny. It's like you're almost, like, levitating and meditating yeah. on it. <laughs> that really is how yeah. I think. I always think, so how? Funny. You know, even when I see a great movie, I'm like, okay, what were the meetings like that led to it looking like that? Interesting. The decision-making process. Oh, interesting. You, like, right. break it all down. I love it. That's Just so figuring cool. it out. Like, I'm the kind of person that when I... I mean, now to save time, I probably will read the manual, mm -hmm. but I would like to... Never read the manual and just open the box and just figure it out. You have an engineer brain. Yeah. You know, like I mean, you're an artist slash engineer brain, and it's an I interesting combination. Yeah. Yeah. I so. like art and math were the only two classes I did good in school. Yeah. Everything Those else are so was, opposite. Because <clears throat> math just makes sense. No, it, it just, doesn't actually. <laughs> it. It's the only thing that makes I guess, objective sense. I guess you're right. I guess there's no opinions on math, right? Two plus two is four, no matter how you slice it, and then you could put it into a you can put it into a different uh, context, but the math is the math. Nothing history math is beautiful. But history is just who told it. You're right. 
But I also think, I think math is so cool because it's seeing things that you can't normally see. Yes. You know, like figuring out. And I think it's such a beautiful thing that I wish my mind can comprehend. You know, like how else can you see gravity or know how the earth turns or know about possible different planets or everything, yeah, you know? without math. Yeah, it's like your best guess. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting, it's interesting how that. not that long ago we didn't know much about most things. Mm-mm. What, like five, six hundred years ago? Like yeah. most of everything. It's we... such a short period of time. <laughs> yeah, because people live to be a hundred. That's like five people ago. Five people. That's five people. I like that unit of measurement. It's right. Like five people ago. Yeah. Yeah. Five centennials. Well, we ago. learn off of each other, which is so cool. You yeah. know, we were talking about earlier. It's like you learn from one person, you kind of build off them, like knowledge thiefing as you mm-hmm. grow. Well, that's why now I think it's the best time to be alive because the whole world's communicating. Mm-hmm. So the rate of of growth is accelerating. It is. Right. Oh, it's going more, way more rapid than ever has. But I think right now we're in a place where there's so much information that it's difficult to process uh, what's real, what's not real. It's like the cheesecake factory menu. Yeah. You know? Oh. <clears throat> so much to choose from. Uh, do like, I want what? a salad? Do I want? <laughs> I don't know what I want. <laughs> I can have both things, not all things. That's what's your media diet like? Like, um... Mm-hmm. Today, what have you consumed media-wise before coming? Like you came here at 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. What'd you listen to? Um, what did I listen to today? Um, I always try to think of new ideas for my little science videos. Mm-hmm. So um, I looked on. I like going on Pinterest. Sounds yeah. like a weird. Yeah, they just have. I, I think there's a lot of really cool information on there, and sometimes I'll see random little animal facts, and I'll be like, "Is that true or not?" Because first of all, you can't. It's, sometimes it's not true. You know, people just put right. a little gif out there and they're like, did you know that crocodiles like cry blood? <laughs> and when they don't, you know? But uh, so I, I was on Pinterest today, like looking at different ideas for things. Um, I was researching about, what was I researching? Did you find one that was particularly interesting today? Um, I'm trying to think if there was one that I found interesting today. They all kind of mesh <clears> up <throat> because yesterday I was researching about guinea pigs. Um, What'd you find out about them? Guinea pigs are herding animals. Really? Isn't that weird? Yeah. So it's actually illegal in Switzerland to only own one. You have to own at least a pair of guinea pigs or wow. more. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of a sad fact because now I think about all the people that just have one. Yeah. And also goldfish too. Goldfish also like to be in groups. There's a lot of animals. Like human... Uh, Wait, but how do you know that? How do you know an animal likes to be in groups? Do they just... Like how do you ask them that? Well, how does one find it, out? it has to do with like a lot of different studies and research, like okay. measuring <laughs> stress levels and you know, oh, okay. stuff like that. So there's a lot that goes into it. But um, oh, if, that's an interesting way, like yeah. measuring like the cortisol levels on an animal yeah. when they're solo versus a group or and something. And how they'll act in nature, just naturally. You know, will they uh, congregate in groups or will, are they more like loners, like tigers? You know, so that's interesting. Yeah, it's just it's interesting because I think. We're starting to uh, get into the mindset of um, animals have uh, like emotional like rights in a way, you know, like is it is like animal cruelty isn't just physical. It's also like an, an emotional thing. Yeah. So that's a whole avenue. It is. <laughs> but, well, yeah. I, I'm just quoting an anecdote that I read about a research. So who knows if it's true or not. Yeah. But uh, they were talking about mice and how they respond to certain drugs like mm-hmm. cocaine or LSD or whatever when they put them in this environment. But then they did a, a separate test where they put them in like an, an ideal environment for the mice mm-hmm. that had like plenty of stuff them to do, other mouse to hang, mice to hang out with. Like they gave them like a great life and then also put the, the saucers there with the cocaine and the LSD and the water and they didn't go for it. Yeah. They went for it when you put them in a box 
and they don't have shit else to do. Yeah, and they stimulation. And they'll keep doing a stimulation until they yeah. die, right? Like they'll do the cocaine, you know, according to the research, right? Instead of the water or water, right? Because there's nothing else there for them. But when you put them in a great environment, their choices differ. That's interesting. That's an interesting study. I feel like I'd want to research that a bit more. Yeah, yeah. Look into that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just throw it. I look know. into it, Willie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, even if it's, I guess not factually true. I just anecdotally, it sounds like it would be true, right? Because mm-hmm. you could apply that to humans. That your environment affects your stress levels for sure, and your interpretation Completely. of the environment. Yeah, and you're uh, like socially, we're hugely, hugely socially. Cre- I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> we're hugely socially creatures. Big social creatures. Uh, so I guess, um, oh man, I was just, I was, I was, there was a study I was, uh, I need to like think about it. Um, there was this, oh yeah. So there were, st- there are studies that show that if you are socially um, in like a negative situation, you'll, your immune system lowers. Mm. So you get sick easier, you die earlier. Um, but if you're in like more of a higher social hierarchy and you feel comfortable in your social group, then you actually have a stronger immunity and you're healthier. Yes, I yeah. totally believe that. I've just been reading this book, um, Supernatural by Joe Dispenza. And, um, and I listen to a lot of Tony Robbins' work and follow his work a lot as well. And I mean, I'm no scientist, but just from my basic understanding is that our interpretation of an event affects our biochemistry. Yeah, oh, completely. Right? Completely. Like when I go skydiving, my interpretation of it is different than if you put my mom at the edge of a plane. Yeah. Same event, two different biochemical also, realities. That's same thing with birth. Mm. Different women birthing. There's some women who can have orgasms when they give birth and other women who go through like extreme grueling pain. Wow. Yeah. I never even heard of the orgasm birth. That's a It's a thing? it's a recent thing. Yeah. I, uh, I just love <laughs> Sounds like it would be the ideal way to do it, right? It'd be great. Like, I, I would definitely prefer to that have should be plan an a. orgasm birth. Yeah. That's my that's my goal. So if I get pregnant, orgasm birth. Um, <laughs> but it's just like you have to put yourself in a mental place and yeah. so pain is um I don't want to say pain doesn't exist because it does, but it's built in the brain. It's a sensation. Yes, it some is. people like to get slapped. Exactly. Yeah, like, it's all about perspective. Yeah, there's there's a, a whole, you know, side of the, you know the, in the BDSM world, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like yeah. you can receive physical sensations, yeah. but you're just interpreting them differently. Completely. Right? Like under the with consent in yeah. a controlled environment with love and care. Yeah. Slap me. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Or whatever, <laughs> <Slap me hard>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but like tickling is similar where yeah. if you know you're going to be tickled, it doesn't really affect you. But if you do know, it's like, it's like registered as pain in the body. So there's ways you can desensitize your desensitize. There's ways you can desensitize yourself <laughs> so you don't uh, feel as much pain when you're going through things. It's like you train yourself. To experience yeah. more pain, like athletes are the same way, where you push your body every 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 day, and um, it it doesn't hurt as much. You can you can like push your threshold further and further. Yes, because so. like you said, we can adapt. Yeah, exactly. Humans. And I think maybe sometimes that conversation can be taken the wrong way because you could say it like, "Okay, I hit you, so what? You interpret the pain. You adapt. know what I mean? <laughs> adapt, yeah. right? Obviously, we're talking about ourselves and taking yes. responsibility, right? Yeah, like it's ideal." Not to get hit, you know what I mean? But I have had, like, I've had an officer punch me in the face before. Like, I've had all what? kinds of weird experiences. That's a whole other story. Dang. I got arrested for skating once, or a couple times, actually. And what is it experience... with officers being against skate? I guess it's because it's in public areas. Technically, right? it's destruction of property, if no. you want to be specific it's with the expression charge. expression of property. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get it. Yes. She gets it. <laughs> um, what was I talking about before? Sorry. that? Uh, you got hit in the face. Oh, 
Oh, interpreting pain. Yeah. Yeah, right? That it's ultimately an interpretation, but that's not to say that like I can impose an uncomfortable situation on you and mm -hmm. tell you, interpret it. Yes. But at an individual level, it is that, mm -hmm. right? Like if I'm stuck in traffic, it's my choice to hate it yeah. or to find a way to love it. Mm -hmm. There are so many things you can do in traffic. You can listen to podcasts, you know, you Call music. your mom? Yes. Oh, I use, whenever I drive, I, mm -hmm. I, I always call my mom when I drive. Really? Yeah. She's like, where are you going now? <laughs> so <laughs> There you go. Yeah. And sometimes you might be in such a good conversation with your mom mm -hmm. that you might wish traffic would last a little longer yeah. just so you can finish the convo before you get to the thing. Exactly. Or like you want to finish that podcast or you want to, you know, it's just, oh yeah, I use it as a way to learn. So, so then is traffic good or is traffic bad? Um, for the environment, but <laughs> no. right, yeah. but still, exactly, yeah. it's the context. But it also allows you to have time for yourself that you normally wouldn't, because we're such in a rush, rush mode mm. that it almost force, forces you to sit and to listen, yeah, and to be by yourself. And you can't. I mean, people do text and drive. You should not. Um, <laughs> but it almost it, it's a, it's a time when you're like you can't be on your phone. You yeah. can't be you know swiping or doing whatever. Yeah, it, yeah, it really forces you to listen, which I like. Yeah, you certainly can't. You certainly shouldn't you be should texting. Not. <laughs> Do not text and drive. I'm not always uh, innocent when it comes to that, but if I'm working on it. There's a stoplight. All bets are off. Yeah, for sure. In the stoplight, <laughs> I'll send a full email. I'll, yeah, I'll right. do it. It's red. <laughs> I'll work on a spreadsheet on the spot. Stoplight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you ever show up extra early and just chill, or do you like to show up like right before you're supposed to be? I, I ideally I would love to show up early, but I don't. Not I'm kind ideally. of like, how do you do it? Yeah, I, I'm just like a. I kind of space it out as like this is exactly the time that I will be, need to be there, <laughs> and I don't even like. I, I've gotten better about putting a cushion of like five or ten minutes yeah, before yeah, yeah. things, but no, I'm just like last minute because I'm a rusher because mm. I'll go really really slow. And then I'm like, oh, oh, dang! I need to be there in like 30 minutes. So like, then I'll like rush everything. And I have a dog, and so I'm like, he needs to be fed. He's so it's just like, I'm like a last minute doer. Yeah, maybe um, we like that adrenaline feel secretly. Maybe yeah, it's a thrill. It's a thrill. The thrill of being late. <laughs> <laughs> You're in traffic. I can shave off three minutes. I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, I was always thinking about that because like lately I've been feel, feeling a little overwhelmed with work, but I was just mm. talking to my friend about it. I was like. It's all me. Yeah. I own the company. Like, I can literally just say no to all of this. Being self-motivated like, is difficult. Yeah, because yeah. I'm always like, I have opportunity. Because this has been the best business year ever for me. So I'm just like, let's go. Expand, yeah, right. expand, let's go. Awesome. And then I'm like, I'm tired. <laughs> Who's I'm making tired. you tired? It's yeah, like, me. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's um, I, I kind of like it. I just need to rest a little bit more. Yeah. What's well, so he been saying? You've been doing more deliberate like smaller prod, I mean like smaller, not smaller, less projects, but putting more of deeper yourself focus. into the deeper focus yeah. of each project. Yeah. Yeah. Like I recently was about to choose between doing a music video and a commercial. They were both going to be right back to back. Oh. And the, the music video, I wasn't going to have a lot of control and not make much of a profit margin at all. Mm -hmm. And the commercial, I have total control. It's like a 50% profit margin and I'm making friends with the owner of a company. It's like, it's like, I'm like, oh, you know what? I could do another one just to make a couple extra, like, but it's, yeah. it's not worth the, at this point, it's not worth the money. Yeah. I'd yeah. rather just do one, do a great job of it, and then leave time for me to, like, I don't know, go hiking on the weekend. Yeah. Instead of, like, doing more joy. Zoom calls, you yeah. know? Like, I, like it, there's a point of diminishing returns mm -hmm. with being a workaholic where you think you want to get twice as much productivity. It's not you working twice as many hours. Yeah. You have to be twice as effective, make better decisions, better mm -hmm. quality decisions ahead of time, leveraging relationships, team. 
Um, yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. The, the seminar I went to recently talked about, um, it's more so for business owners, but it talked about when you have an idea or something that needs to happen in your project, instead of asking how, ask who. Hmm. Interesting. Like who you'll work with? Who's who? going to do it? Oh, who's going to do it? Not the how. Because sometimes, and the way I interpreted that was that sometimes I can put off doing something because I don't feel like doing the how. Mm, mm-hmm. Like it needs to be done. Yeah. I don't want to do it. Yeah. No. <laughs> so I put it off. But yeah. if it needs to be done for the company, instead of me worrying about the how, let me worry about the who. Yeah. Well, somebody needs to do it. Exactly. Let me empower somebody else to do that. It's where they feel good doing that. Great. Now it's getting done mm-hmm. by we'll be the better who. at delegating. I think it's difficult. <laughs> You know, I think you're maybe the same mind as me, where when I was a creative director, I felt like I can do this myself and I know how to do it. But actually sharing, I guess, that workload is difficult for me because I feel like I like having the control of knowing how everything is done. Yeah, I'm learning to let go of that. This whole year has been my transition because, you know, as a creative, Mm -hmm. you know, in the freelance world, it's like when a music video comes and a commercial comes, I'll crew up for that video. I'll hire 30 people for a weekend. Mm-hmm. We'll make the project, then everybody goes away, yeah. right? Um, in the last couple of years, I launched an online business that does really, really well. So now we have like full-time staff. And now I'm like, oh, yeah. wow, we actually have people. Yeah. Like, okay, great. You guys aren't leaving after this project. I can actually have you. So now I'm thinking systems yeah. instead of immediate solutions. Instead of me solving the problem today, it's like, mm, if I just let this problem, instead of me solving it quickly today, I could take three days teaching you to solve it. Exactly. And then you solve it from here on out. Exactly. And that requires some, some patience just to be like, oof, I have to let go of control temporarily. Yeah. To have control to in the bigger frame. Yeah, because it's your vision. Mm-hmm. You know? And you're like, who better to do your vision than yourself? But some visions are too big to do alone. So you have to share. The biggest visions require other people. Oh, completely. completely. Yeah. And I think just philosophically, I think life supports people that support life, right? So if your visions are just, it's better to have a vision than no vision, right? But if, I I believe if your vision, if the best case scenario of your vision also helps other people, Mm -hmm. it's more likely to happen. Yeah, it allows other people to to grow and to also, um, I guess to like have a job and fulfillment in like creating something that's beautiful. Yeah, or even how they come in contact with it, right? Like, Like my vision for, for my production companies that I was telling my producer this, that I want everybody that works with our company, their lives to be better as a result of it. Even if you just work yeah. with my company for a year. Oh, great. Oh, he used to work with us and now he's doing these big things. Great. Awesome. Yeah. I want that. I want everybody to keep winning. Yeah, like, that's part like a, of the a vision. great pirate crew. You know, I always I always <laughs> thought of whenever I was doing going from like show to show to show as being like on like a pirate ship, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like you're all you some people leave at, at one port, but other people come in, you know? It's yeah. like kind of constantly changing, but yeah. you're like building like a solid crew yes. that will kind of can go to each mission. Yeah. You know? I love that. I love the variety of the free- freelance world. Yeah, it is. It's I think it's just because it's it's never boring, constantly stimulated. Yeah. Um, different I feel like you can you can have so many different jobs in that one job. Yeah. Because it requires so many different things. Well when like, you were being an art director, a creative director, what was your job specifically? Were you like set deck? Like So I um I started out as doing I started out as a PA, then I did a set deck. Um, for those who don't know, set deck is oh somebody who moves around. <laughs> so basically, the creative director creates the set. You put the set together based off of their instructions. So um, I did that a lot. You know, a lot of moving things. Um, and then I became a creative director, so I actually designed sets and I designed things. Like and then conceptualizing. That's, exactly, and then that's when I started 
getting into the delegating world. Um, and then I went on a reality show and that completely shifted everything. <laughs> um, but I love doing it. It's an exhaustive job. I mean, 16 hour days. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's like you really work hard and then you have a couple weeks off and yeah. you can enjoy that and you work really hard again. It's a, it's a very, it's exhaustive, but it's really rewarding in a lot of ways. Yeah. Did you have any parts of that job that you still want to keep doing now that you apply to what you currently do? Like, do you creative direct your apartment, do you, your house? Do you, when you're shooting these videos, like, or mm -hmm. do you just move on to the next thing? Um, no, I mean, I, I've actually used a lot of my past for what I currently do um, with, I guess, a large part of it has to do with making things aesthetically pleasing, like with the videos that I do, but um, editing, like doing, I don't know. Oh, you I, edit your own videos? Yeah, I edit all my own videos. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, it's just, I, again, it's like that control thing. I'm like, I know what I want. Um, <laughs> but I went, when I went to school, I uh, had classes on editing and stuff like that. So I, I like being a one-man band. Um, I, for what I do now, it's easier because I create content so frequently that it's easier to just like film it, edit it, write the script for it, do my own research and everything. Because you um, know it. Yeah. You could probably shortcut it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, And it's so weird. We all have our little um, paths on how we get to the final product. Right. And like, it's almost like this little insane mind thing where you're like, you do all these weird things and people don't realize like how you get to that final product. Yeah. But it's, it's, you know. What, what is that weird thing? Like, okay, like, well, first of all, also, I'm just curious. Like, what's your, like, filming regimen? Like, how many clips do you film a week? Like, this week. Are oh, you filming? Um, yeah. So, I don't really have a specific goal. Um, it's because it's more so self-motivated. Okay. Um, but I try to do... My goal was to do at least one every day or okay. at least a couple a week. Um, and so... That's a pretty wide goal from one every day to a couple a week. I know. It is. It's very yeah, wide. Okay, okay. It is. It's interesting. I think I just try to... Um, I try to constantly uh, put, put, put things out there enough to, I guess, I don't know. It's, I don't really know why. I don't really have any rhyme or reason to things, you know. But when I've, I'm curious about something, I try to act on it really quickly. And I try to make, like, a final product within, like, so I'll have an idea, um, film it, like, write this, research it, write the script for it, film it. Like, all of this, like, each one is kind of, like, two hours. Wow. That I'll do. I love that process yeah. because a lot of times we get inspired and we don't act on it. Yeah. We have a great idea in the shower. And it's like, no, that's so many thing. brilliant ideas yeah. come to us. But we have to, you don't get paid for having ideas. You get paid for, for doing them. Yeah. And my mind's like that where I'm like, this is interesting. This is interesting. That's interesting. So <laughs> I have to act quickly. I also, I mean, I have like a whole folder of when I think of something, I'll have all these tabs. Yeah. My phone has so many tabs open of different things that I found interesting throughout the day. But if I don't act on it right away, then Do it's you lose a tab. Interest? I mean, sometimes, yeah. I'll, I'll already move on to something. I'm like, oh, I already researched that. But like, but you didn't tell anyone, <laughs> you know. So, um, so yeah, I try to, I try to like focus when I do have an idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting, right? The the war of art. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it really is um, expressing what you're feeling or the excitement of something. Um, like your knowledge discovery. It's like a journey of your knowledge discovery, almost in a way too. You know, and I like that. What I, what I saw on your page was that it felt that you were bringing us along and on your curious journey. It wasn't like let me tell you how the world works. It's just like did you guys know? You know, yeah. it's like it, it's um, it's beautiful. Thank I you. like the framing and the positioning of it. Like it's it's like sure, whatever you're curious about, take me on that journey. <laughs> yeah, it's like little curiosities that I pick up on, and um, it's fun because I feel like I'm always learning, and it's um, 
my passion for learning is becoming a job, which I never thought I'd be able to do. How awesome is that? So awesome. Right? It's that so like... fulfilling. And you start, and then things are starting to kind of like really, and I've only been doing like the science videos for not that long of a time. Like yeah. even, not even the entirety of COVID I have, wasn't doing that. Also, it's um, very recent. Very recent. So, but so much has happened in such a short period of time. And that's how you know you've reached something that is good for you or is like your destiny in some way because it feels like things are just coming to you so easily. Yes. You know? Yeah. I feel that for you. Thank you. Yeah. It's oozing out of you. <laughs> and in the clips that you make, like it's and like in everything you've told me so far, it's just it's a natural part of who, the expression of who you are. Yeah. And I'm so grateful that we live in a world now where that's possible. Completely. But that's even a job where you can just make money telling us the things that you're interested in. Yeah, I and had no idea it was a it. job. I mean, like, I, on a larger scale, I guess I thought of it as a job, but... But not something you could just do on your own. Yeah. Just, like, pop it through. Like, it's a... Yeah. That's something to be grateful for, you know? I think a lot of times we get hypnotized into saying, oh, the world is bad. The world's never been better. Mm -hmm. I think by most measures, if you go back in time, it gets worse for everybody. Yeah, there's less murder yeah. than there's ever been. There's less people dying of diseases, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, it's just interesting how we are in a very... I mean, of course, I say that from a, being in the place that I am and not experiencing a lot of what other, other people are going through. For sure, there's still but, challenges. Yeah, but it feels like people are happier as a whole. You know, I think people, because I hope so. I'd like to think so. Well, happier is a different thing. I feel like quality of life is better. I think yes. like I'm living better than kings did. Oh, completely. We can have meat every day if we want. Yeah, to. we can have a smoothie. <laughs> that if used you, to be a luxury. Yeah. Yeah. Ice cream. You could you could be the richest guy in the world if you live in a desert. You didn't have a, you yeah. didn't have ice cream. That's so like, true. It's so funny because ice cream used to be such a rare thing to eat. You don't yeah. think about it. Well, back in the day, you could only hear Beethoven if you were there. Yeah. Hear like Beethoven you'd have to be. Anyway. Present. I mean, granted, that would be a pretty awesome experience, but like yeah. they couldn't, they couldn't re-listen to something awesome. Yeah, yeah. We get to do that. Exactly. All you know, all the music that's ever been done is played for me. Mm -hmm. on his laptop. So much sharing of all the things. It really is interesting how there's so much more knowledge now than there ever has been. Yeah. Because there's so much of history that was lost due to um, just destroying of burning like, books and stuff. Yeah, burning yeah. books, like documenting. Like that used to be a way to just get rid of certain types of people or cultures and history. Um, and that just doesn't exist now. I mean, maybe it does, unless you, you know, have like a little men in black thing yeah. that erases people's minds. But um, yeah, history is usually here to stay. Like once it's out there on the internet, it's always out there on the internet. There's no right. taking it back. Which is interesting. And I hope that now we'll learn how to discern better. Because like yeah. you said, you could just read something on Reddit just because it's it's written doesn't yeah. mean it's right. And there's a lot of misinterpretations of yeah the original information. Even when there is a, a real yeah. research that happened. Yeah, like I find that a lot in science, you know, pop science, where there's an original study and it's completely skewed <laughs> and it's it's not what it originally was. Yeah, you know? people, so. people can extrapolate, well, so then this means this. Yeah, and it's like, it actually doesn't. And you know, so um, yeah, that's what I deal with a lot in like the science <laughs> world. I'm like, this is not right. You have to like look at d multiple different sources in order to get like the true the truth of so it. You do your research. Do your research. You have to. <laughs> well, yeah. how do you know you're done? Um, like you, personally. Like when you're doing research, how many layers into it do you just go like, yep, this checks out? I feel like I, I have a desire to go deeper into things. I only have like a finite amount of time that I can make a video where it's interesting to people. Yeah. I found that the more I put into certain videos and try to cram it, 
like very much how you said you do so many different projects. Yeah. Um, that the ones that you really that you shorten and really focus on, those are the ones that really thrive and do really well. So um, in terms of uh, the TikTok world or Instagram world, unfortunately, I have to like kill a lot of my babies. You know, <laughs> you have to you you really love a piece of information, and I find I have to take things out as opposed to add things in. Um, so hopefully there will be a medium that I will be doing rather soon that allows me to like really dive deep in things. Um, but for that me- That would be nice. Well, <laughs> I would tune into a project right. like that. Would you? That's so good. <laughs> but I mean, it is like very much like a, a train of knowledge, you know, like where, like, like I said before, it's like one thing leads to another thing, leads to another thing. So like I was researching um, night vision goggles, like, and- the technology behind it. And I was like, well, why is it green? Like, why, why is it, why are night, why, why is night not? vision green? Yeah. And then you're like, well, what, why are things green to begin with? And uh, what's like the history of green? Like, did you know that, it, you know, uh, certain things that were green, like could kill you? And, you know, it's just like, Oh, I love that. That 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 yeah. ADHD way of thinking and going into it is I'm all in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so many things that, you know, that have like, uh, that really hop to each other. Yes. You know? I don't know that yeah. there's a word for that. It's like lateral thinking or something, but it's yes. Like whenever I hear one thing, it reminds me of this. It reminds me of that. Like even this whole podcast yeah. has been just one horizontal string out. I know. I feel like out. we're both like have ADD. We're like, blah, blah, blah. anyway, what are we talking about? This? So. But for the people who are into it, they're going to love it. Yes. <laughs> I hope so. They're like, they're really just going on these random rants of things. Yeah. What are you curious about now? Today? Hmm. I'm trying to think of what I'm curious about today. It, I this moment. Oh, this very moment. Yeah. Um, I'm curious about. Lately, I've been really on a space kick. Mm. You know, just um, I think it's also because of all the videos that be, have been coming out about like extraterrestrial life, um, and like, I, like seeing like I, I I don't know like I almost feel like I I think often about like, does it really exist? Um, or is it just like our minds, um, cause our minds usually in order to, um, it takes so much energy to like really dive deep into things and figure it out. Yeah. And the shortcut is like mysticism in a way, like magic. Right. And I, I kind of associate aliens with magic, you know, right. it's like, so I don't know, I'm going on a tangent now, but recently no, go, I've been, <laughs> let's go on this tangent. But recently I've been thinking, um, we want so badly for something like aliens to exist, but, uh, is it. It, can it be explained in other ways that aren't as interesting? Like if we actually see aliens, they're probably most likely going to be bacteria we find on a different planet as opposed to like a fully constructed like right. green man. Yeah. Um, what do you think of all this UFO footage and the, and, the, and the military, the Air Force, releasing the videos of them fired? Is this like early promo for future technology? Like, yeah, I think so. I mean, a UFO is just an unidentified object. It doesn't necessarily right. mean it's from a different planet. I think most likely it's um, different countries or individuals experiencing with technologies we don't know about yet. I mean, we're kind of like way, uh, we're dealing with Jurassic technology now, you know, with what we, like everyone is fully like aware of. The technology we use is like really old. Yeah, yeah like most of the stuff we use now, like, you know, HD 4K cameras were like, all this stuff was like military grade. Decades ago, oh, exactly. and then and then now we get it, and it has a mass adoption. It, yes, but well, if you even go to like technology conventions and you see the types of things that aren't like widely known, it blows your mind. You know, so my thought is it's something like that. It's like a technology that we just don't know about, and it seems alien to us, but it's not actually alien. Wow, that means that either a foreign state or an individual 
is a mad just scientist somewhere. <laughs> fucking with the military, like. Prop, yeah, maybe because you'd think communication is common with that, but a lot of the time it's secretive, you know, or it's being tested. It's not something solid yet. So they found a guy flying on a jetpack by LAX during COVID. I think I heard about. Yeah, <clears throat> I heard about that. Was that legit? Um, I'd like to think so. I think it was legit because now jetpacks are very much a thing. They're very dangerous. Yeah. Like he was a like thing. a thousand feet like near like airspace, like the worst place you could possibly be yeah, in a jetpack. It's perfectly safe. <laughs> Planes do this all the time. Uh, yeah. I'd almost feel like a lot can go wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. Jetpacks are. Because I feel like it must be really hot where their feet are in the back. Have you seen the footage of the, the guy that rides? It's not a jetpack, but it's like a. The water thing. Well, it's not the water about? thing. Oh. It's like a, it's like an air snowboard, Hover- hoverboard. Hoverboard. But it's like, it's really just propellers. This guy, they got very fast propellers on them and they're just, but the guy's standing up on it. Because there's a jetpack where it's on his back. Yeah. And he's like, you know, going up with the hand controls. There's another one where the whole thing is under his feet oh, and he's just like surfing the air. I'll tell you, when I was younger, having a hoverboard was like of the utmost priority to me. <laughs> like I used to research it on the internet and you know they have those scams like you can buy a hoverboard for like $100 and in my mind I was just like, I'm going to buy this hoverboard. <laughs> and my dad's like, just because it says it's a hoverboard doesn't mean it's actually a hoverboard, Kendall. Like this is not real. And I was like, I'm going to buy this hoverboard. Um, but it's so weird how now you see something like that on the internet and you're like, this doesn't exist. Like, it can't exist. Right. When you're a kid, you're just like, this is real and I'm going to fly. Oh, I, I yeah. fell for a scam once where they had Tony Hawk and some other people. They totally made uh, like a fake video of them talking about having a real hoverboard. Like shot with like shitty cameras. Oh, yeah. And he was like actually doing kick, like actually like... Zooming around a parking lot in the air with it, but it was all done like professionally like, real. to make it look like they were just. See, that's yeah, <laughs> technology. I kind of like that though. I, I kind of like that I fell for it. Yeah, like, because I mean, I think like even <clears throat> the first movie that came out um, in theaters ever, like way way back when, they had a guy. Um, you know, he shot at the camera. And all the audience in the theater ducked because they thought it was real. You know, like we go through these different levels of media that yeah. we're tricked by. And then our brains learn to adapt and then be like, oh, that's obviously fake. Yeah. But it's definitely like a slow process. Well, that, that reminds me of something called the uncanny valley. Yes. Right? Where yeah. if an animation looks too close to real life, it feels weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, have you seen like the, uh, who is, it's like this um, interesting, it's like a video, like a 3D model of one that looks almost completely real, but slightly not. And it's just, it just gives you the heebie-jeebies. I, I don't know which one particular you're talking oh, about, I know. but I'm, I'm familiar with it. I was researching it. the yeah. Uncanny Valley a, a little while ago, and there was like this one that issue was just like kind of like a little bit twitchy, and you're like, there's something wrong about this woman. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to kill someone. Like, you know? Yeah. What's, um, what do you listen to music-wise? I know everybody says everything. I listen to everything too, but specifically. Well, I think recently I've been listening to a lot of um, Greta Van Fleet. Never heard of. So they're kind of like this. It has a very rock sound, but it's a newer band. Okay. Um, and he just like his voice is remarkable. Like he he can go really high, really low, and it's very just like that screaming, not screaming, but like that. I don't know. His voice is great. It's hard to explain, <laughs> but he does this song called "Heat Above," and I I was so uh, I'm gonna be going to Bottle Rock with my family um, at the end of this month, I think, unless I do What's this. What's Bottle Rock again? It's like a music festival okay, in Napa, okay, yeah, okay. and they're playing 
And my sister and I have been listening to a lot of Greta Van Fleet because they're going to be playing one of these days. And we're just like yelling at, about it in the car. And our voices are like not equipped to sing anything, you know, close to that. But it's just like one of those songs you just feel like, you know, you just want to sing. It's like a rock song. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a, a very singy. Yeah. 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 It's so great. So. I feel like we need that. Yeah. I feel like we need to tune into certain frequencies to release it out sometimes. Yeah. Well, my friend is actually a, uh, she does sound baths. Oh. And there's been studies that show that certain levels of sound um, can actually help actually help heal you at like a molecular level. Really? Yeah, it's just so interesting. That's awesome. The crossover between that world and the science world. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's interesting how I mean a lot of things that are seen as spiritual. I don't mean to air quote it, but yeah. uh, they're seen as spiritual or not having anything to do with science actually are if you look deeper into it, backed by science in a lot of ways. For sure. Yeah. And then if you also just consider the fact that on top of all that, the power of placebos. Yeah. Right? And why they're oh, even completely. a thing. Because our interpret, like we said, our interpretation of an event creates the biochemical reality. Yeah. Right? Like if I'm emotionally stressed, I could cause myself to be sick. The mind is a powerful thing. Yeah. 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 So it's like, how can we break out of our patterns of habitually being stressed and sick? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's important to shock yourself yeah. into different ways of being, you know, part of the reason why I like to experiment with so many different like exercising things or f- food things. It's because uh, you almost give your brain something to work on. Like, oh, I need to adapt to this new normal. Yes. You know, and in doing that, your brain's surviving. It's not degrading. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever done an uh, ice bath? Um, oh, like in the freezing cold bath? Yeah. 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 I used to, uh, I was in track and cross country, so we used to have to like be in ice baths. Oh, so you were doing it legit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, I, I don't I didn't feel legit. It felt really painful. But <laughs> yeah. But are you talking about how like breathing can help control your pain with that? that or? Yeah. Or just even just the, the feeling of just taking an ice bath. Like I go to the spa called the Voda Spa in- uh, yeah, yeah. I go to the Voda. Oh, you go to Voda too? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's I love like the place. Russian bathhouse. Yeah. 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 yeah, I, yeah I have membership. Yeah. Really? So I love going to that place. Yeah. Yeah. Just going from the extreme heat to go into the ice cold dip and then back out like it yeah. just it feels nice it does it feels like spicy you know mm-hmm. like you know, like when you go into a jacuzzi your body feels like spicy oh no i think that's the word that i, <laughs> I just went to a jacuzzi before we spoke really yeah Ooh, that's so nice but really it's feel like it's, it's hot for that i just i needed to be i was inside too much working on stuff okay that's and then good. like the last hour before you came i was just in jacuzzi i was like just mm. like i need to get into like the chill mode. yeah 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 it was Ooh, nice that's nice yeah i feel like i it'd be I've been trying to find like a gym or something and I like Voda, but I want to have, like, I, I really like saunas mm. um, because I've heard a lot about how it helps, like you, your body goes into like the protecting mode of our survival mode of, am I going to die from extreme heat? I must build my cells. <laughs> I must protect this body. So, uh, so yeah, I was, I was like trying to find something that would work with that. I do that in the shower even here while I'll like steam it up for like 30 minutes. Really? And I'll not be in the shower. I'll be in the bathroom, but not in the shower. And it'll be super steamed up, listening to music. I usually have a notebook with me and writing ideas down. I have a lot of ideas when I'm naked for some reason. Yeah. It's the and most it's pure like, form. It all comes. Yeah, just strip like, oh. everything out and then, you know. There have been times where I literally ran out of the bathroom naked with an idea. Came to the, grab the laptop. I was like, like, I, must I was like, maybe, this. wait, I have to I have a domain name. I have to buy it right now. I have an idea. Right yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, always, I always do that. Like, I always feel like I'm like tra- traveling like from the shower and like I always think of something I have to do as well. Like when I'm, I'm just like running around, like don't look at All the curtains must be drawn. Yeah. I love it because there's certain contexts that bring out a different energy, mm. right? Like 
I wonder, has there ever been a therapist that talks to somebody while they're in the shower? Like a therapist mm. in a different room, but there's a mic and a speaker in the shower and somebody's taking a shower. Would it, like, I don't know, would mm-hmm. that make a difference? Would you get Maybe. different answers out of somebody if they felt that they were vulnerable, vulnerable enough to be naked, but like they're, nobody's in the, they're in the private bathroom, but they just have a, a microphone and a speaker. Like, would that give you a different set of answers? Maybe. Or if they were on a treadmill. Oh, de- I mean, definitely. I feel like your brain goes, it's releasing different chemicals. You know, chemicals are our moods, personalities. Love is a chemical, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're controlled a lot by chemicals. Right. Our reality like our, is controlled by chemicals in our brain. Our whole state of being, right? Uh, mm-hmm. our, what we focus on, our physiology, our beliefs, mm-hmm. they all in- create the moment here. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if, like, when somebody's a the therapist and they're telling them what's wrong with their day part of what they're telling them is also how they're doing it right there and then. Mm, shower therapy. Right, or like whatever. Or, or like, yeah. like would the like call the be different? In. Yeah. Like would it, would it be more beneficial to go on a hike with your therapist and talk to the therapist on the phone? Like would you get a different breakthrough or would that be distracting? Or do you have to be mm. somber and still and focus on the things? Yeah, maybe the act of being still Tune somebody into the pain, maybe in a good or bad. I'm not saying it's good or bad, but you're I think you're more hyper focused on things because you're not being distracted by other stimulus. Yeah, potentially. maybe it affects it. I huh. don't know. I'm always curious about that. that. I can definitely see that. Maybe that's why hypnotism is more so putting your mind in a different state, so you can be more susceptible to working on things you're not aware of when you're in more of like a hyperactive state. Yeah, like hmm. do you have your ideas always in a certain time? Like, like do you have a formula? If I said, Kendall, come up with a good idea. What's your formula for being in a good state? I do my boast. My boast. Hmm. I do my best thinking right, right before I go to bed. Yeah. And it's usually the time I can never <laughs> write things down. I'm like, I should write that down. I'll remember it tomorrow for sure. And I don't. I never remember it. <laughs> but your mind, while you're going into a state of like dreaming, um, it, it seems to be more open. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yes. I'm the same way. I, I have to be very productive at the beginning of the day. But as soon as I tell myself I'm done working, mm-hmm. once I legitimately say, even if it's like 11 at night, I'm like, you know what? I'm done. Mm-hmm. And I say, I'm going to bed to relax now. I get an idea. It's because I yeah. let go of the stress of the have to, have to, have to, have to. Yeah. And now I'm just in relaxed mode. And now it's just in the free flowing. Free flowing. And then I said, well, naturally, I want to do this. I'm like, that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had a pen. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, so true. So true. So, what, so if your best ideas come at night, do you write them down at night? Um, sometimes I do. Um, I feel I have, like, I have notebooks next to my bed with pens. Okay. So I, I have a dream journal that I do to um, train myself to lucid dream. I get just like an Ooh, exercise like to that. lucid dream. Um, Cause I have sleep paralysis, like I said. So what uh, is sleep paralysis? Um, it's just when your brain is awake, but your body's not. Um, well, I, I don't know. I, so it, it's, a, it's a couple different things. Cause uh, I found, I used to be really terrified of it. So I used to be paralyzed when I slept and I would see demons coming at me and they'd be holding me down and it'd be really scary. You feel them, you hear them. Like, Whoa. Yeah, it's really, it feels very, very real. Um, but then I learned to harness that into a really fun thing where uh, if you let sleep paralysis kind of take over you, then you wake up in dream world. But you feel like you wake up in your bed, but you do a reality check. For me, it's like I hold my nose and I try to breathe. And if I can, I'm still dreaming. Yeah. This just took such an interesting turn. I really I like this. Yeah, so okay. It's, it's really cool. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. So you have so basically when you go to sleep, you feel like your mind is still active while your body is chemical. It is, feels is like, like that. Yeah. Cause um because when you're when you go to bed, your body paralyzes itself so you don't act out your dreams, you know? Right. And so it's just kind of a it's an interesting disconnect where you're you feel like you're aware, but your body is like still locked into that sleep mode. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. So you have okay, so you have a journal for your dreams. Yeah. Separate. Notebook. Yes. And then I have another journal journal. For the journal, then the journal journal. Is the, is the second one, is the second journal journal like the diary, like, hey, I love my boyfriend diary, or like I have an idea for a video diary? That's just my life. The dream one is more so my idea one, because I write oh. out my dreams, I write out things that I think about, um, and the more you do that, the more you're aware of your consciousness while you're dreaming, so you, you can uh, be aware that you are dreaming when you're in the dream. Wow. But when you say dreams and ideas, you mean dreams, like literal dreams when you're sleeping. Well, it's a little bit of everything. I kind of use it as like my dream. I write my dreams down, but then I'll write things, just my thoughts at nighttime. I like that. Yeah. And then do you have a separate like personal diary? Like where you actually write out? Do you actually write out like when you're angry at somebody, you say like, I've yeah, of course. Really? Like getting it out. Like I've always loved writing things down. Um, I, I used to have a diary that was more so a weird poem. It's really embarrassing, actually. It's awful. My dad one time found it and read it, and he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm fine. It's just like where I vent. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think it really helps me to write things out because then I feel like I don't hold it in myself anymore, and it's just kind of on the page. Yes. Yeah, it's like, oh, I've, I've put it out there. Now I can move on. That's also really helpful for ideas, too. Um, because I feel that we, our bandwidth in our brain can be used up from just trying to hold it all. Yeah. Yeah. So we just feel putting like we it have on paper. to remember this because it's important for some reason. Yeah. We put importance on things that bring us pain. You know, mm. it must be documented. It must be remembered. Yeah. You know, it's like, I must figure this out. But then so. when you put it on paper, mm-hmm. it's there. Yeah. It's almost, I think for pain, even for ideas also. Because I think that sometimes I've caught myself stressing about not wanting to lose a thought or not mm-hmm. wanting to let go of a thought. But when I put it on paper, it's like, well, even if I forget about the thought, if I need it, I can come back to this paper. Yeah. And then yeah. it allows letting go. And I think it gives me room to allow new thoughts to come in. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think writing things down is it's just an extremely healthy way to kind of let the flow of thoughts go through you without getting stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do it every, are you like disciplined with it? No, I'm not disciplined with most things. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I just, uh, I just, uh, I do it when I feel like I want to do it. Same. You know? Okay, yeah. good. Because I was about to feel really bad if you, you said, I oh, do it no. every day. <laughs> I don't know how people do that. They're just like, I journal every day. I do this every day. It's like, I don't know. I, I kind of, I like to do things when they feel right to do them. And if I feel like I have to force myself to do something every day, it becomes a chore. And then I feel like I'm doing it because I have to do it, not because I want to. And it feels like sucky work. Oh my, I'm so glad you said that. Cause yeah. Kendall, I've been beating myself up over this stuff sometimes. <laughs> Cause like I'll have like a method. I'm like, yo, I love journaling. I have this amazing journal, yeah. writing it every day. And then like a month ago by and I just won't journal there. Then I'll put it on my notebook or I'll put it on my laptop and then I'll do it on my thing. And then a yeah. voice note, it's like, I yeah. don't like putting it in the same place. I, I need to, but I don't. Oh no, or I have notebooks all throughout my house. I just told you about my <laughs> bed notebooks. There's, yeah. there's one, there's <laughs> living room notebooks. Like, you know, I mean, that's, a, that's an artist mindset. You know, mm. like when does inspiration hit? You can't control it. Right. And you need to have something accessible when it does come to you. Yes. And not to feel pressure because I feel like a lot of artists, like my sister is a, does graphic design. Okay. And so she's just tremendously uh, talented and she could always think of amazing ideas. But um, if she's forced to think of ideas, the ideas don't. 
don't mm. come. You know, uh, it's usually when she has like that flow of oh, I just like like a flow of just like inspiration of things. Yeah, it's hard to control creativity in art. You it know, is inspiration hard. in art. Yeah. Wow. I'm trying to tame the beast, you can't. <laughs> Literally, up until this moment that you said that, I felt like I hadn't um, heard anybody else relate to me on the writing things down everywhere. I thought that I was doing something wrong. It was like a dirty little secret. Like, oh, I can't write everything in one. I'm not consistent with my notebooks. Like, they're I all spread out. I keep buying notebooks. They're everywhere. Because <laughs> sometimes, literally, a different kind of paper and pen yeah. make me write differently. It's so true. I'm um, like, when I have many pages underneath it, it's a certain way. When it's one sheet on a hard mm -hmm. desk, it looks completely different. Or, or, can or it can't be written on the back of the one that you've already written on. It yeah. has to be on a new, a new idea. must be on a new and then I, piece of paper. Yeah. <laughs> So, <coughs> <coughs> okay, good. It's not just me. Yeah, All right. No. Awesome. <laughs> but it affects how you, like for me, it's like it affects what you write. You're right. Because if I have already written an idea on one piece of paper, it's, uh, it just sounds crazy. But then you're like, you have to do it on a new one or else you're going to think it's tainted by my old idea. Yeah. I must have a new oh, one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Or I start new notebooks. So like, this is the notebook for this. <laughs> it cannot be anything else. It's like, I don't know. So I've tried to let go of that. You know? I think uh, my grandkids eventually are going to have a fun time looking through my notebooks. They're going to be yeah. like, what the hell? It's like, <laughs> it's like it looks insane. super organized for a couple of weeks with all these to-do lists. And then yeah. it's like him pondering about the universe. And then yeah. it's like something else. And then Doodles like, of dinosaur unicorns. Yeah. I'm not sure what's happening, so yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But it's fun to be, have, like, messy ideas, you know? Like, that's how our brains are. They're messy all over the place. Like, inspiration hits at random times. And to have a visual expression of that's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I like notebooks because, um, like, like, if somebody, like a murder mystery, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if somebody died and you had their diary... And you can see even the emphasis on how they were writing stuff. It will tell you a lot. There's a whole job with that, right? People that interpret handwriting. Yeah, yeah. Like try to. Well, is it when they try to see if uh, it's someone else's handwriting? You mean, or when that, or when they try to? They'll have you write something, and they'll mm. dissect who you are as a person based on how you write the words. Really, that's like, like a whole mad. job. Yeah, <laughs> or whatever, right? Like what or try you, to be too perfect, or yeah. whatever the, the fuck. The pen is very important. It is. The type of pen you use. Like you said, the type of paper you use. I mean, it has different, like, feelings to it. Do you like the gel pens? Like the, one, the, the, ones, the ones that, like, if you just leave it on the paper, it keeps bleeding ink continuously? Or do you I, like the ones? I like those ones, um, but it has to be on a certain kind of paper, you mm. know? <laughs> do you like spiral or the bound? Um, I like the bound because I feel like it's a book, you know? Oh. And the spiral ones, I feel like they get messy or it's hard for me to sometimes turn it and, you know? Yeah, I like the, I like the books. I see. Yeah. I, I agree with your assessment there that the, the bound ones do feel like a book, mm -hmm. but I never liked having to force them down yeah. to get both sides in, which That's is why true. I do the spiral. But then to your point, the spirals get messy. Mm -hmm. They do. They and I also, so it, just, it also doesn't feel like legit sometimes. Yeah. You know, it's like, I like, I like tangible like things that are like, you know, that feel good in the hand. And I mean, I, I have had, uh, diaries or journals that I have like a spiral bound book but um, I don't know they yeah. feel less important almost yeah. like you could just rip the pages and throw them away yes exactly this yeah. is a scrapbook yeah because you, know? you could rip out pages of a spiral and it still look presentable because you can just yeah. it's made to be ripped out actually kind yeah. of right it even mm -hmm. has a tear exactly but on the book ones there is no tear well because when you mess up you have to keep it in there yeah you know there's mm. no going back that's why I like pens more than pencils 
Oh, I can't remember. I don't use yeah. pencils unless I'm sketching something. Yeah, well, no, but even like with creating art, I always liked using pens. Oh, I really? felt like if you mess up, you have to figure it out, you know? And it helps with creativity because then you're like, oh, there's no such thing as messing up. It's only happy accidents. <laughs> 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 They're birds now. Your accidents are birds, you know? Uh, you'd be a hilarious <laughs> tattoo artist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I should not be trusted. Like, should not be <laughs> Halfway through the tattoo. I really, you wanted a butterfly, but <laughs> now it's a dragon. <laughs> but did you know the dragons? The pen has a story. It must, yeah. So. Would you ever get a tattoo? No. Strict no? Hard no? Um, I guess it's just because I... But you were open to experiences. I am, but I bounce... Like, my likes, di like, they change all the time, you okay. know? And I feel like once something is permanently on my body, like, it, it, that is something I'll have to be forever. And it sounds weird. My sister has a tattoo, actually, my twin. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even now she was talking about wanting to change it to something else. And I do like the idea of it being a memory of who you were and like a reminder of that. But um, I, I guess it's I have commitment issues with. Uh, that was going to be my very <laughs> next question. Yeah. So you have commitment issues. yeah, I do. Yeah. I How's that going to work out with the whole marriage thing? Um, well, it worried me for a while. Um, I I call myself like a, a serial dater. You know, I I've had a lot of really short relationships. Yeah, and I've and um, they've all been around like a two years is the longest relationship I've ever been in, but okay. they're usually around like around like eight months or so. And um, I think the key for me to be in a relationship <laughs> that is really long lasting. Again, I have no idea what that feels like because I've never been anything longer than two years. But um, with my current boyfriend, I feel like he is so interesting and makes me think so much. I just can't. I can't anticipate myself ever being bored of him. That's great. Yeah. That's a great quality to have. It is. And I, and I feel like I see myself growing with him. Yes. You know? Into the unknown. Exactly. And just like, we're both really curious and just like learning together. And I think that's something that I can see lasting for a while. Isn't that interesting that one could argue that aside from his good looks and all that, the key <laughs> quality of, perhaps from my perspective, is his curiosity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you would think that, like, when people go out dating, they're not thinking, oh, I hope I meet a very curious person today. Like, that's not at the top of the mind, yeah. but actually effectively. That was, that was extremely important to me because um, I've been in past relationships where they weren't curious. Um, and uh, I don't know. It's just for me, it doesn't work. Like, I need someone to inspire me, and I mm. would like to inspire them. And yes. I like to bounce ideas. I like to talk for hours about nothing. <laughs> um, so, and the one thing that I love the most, like one of the gifts that I've loved the most from Mitch has been a book that he gave me. Yeah. It was something he's like, oh, I just think you'd find this <clears throat> interesting. And a <clears throat> book is a very personal thing because yes. it's a journey you go on with yourself. So when someone gives you a book, you either <clears throat> feel pressured to read it and you'd be like, how's that book I gave you? It's great. Like, <laughs> um, but like he gave me a book and I feel like he really saw me. <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but it's like, I'm like, this is something that I'd want to read. And, um, and then he was reading it with me. We have like a competition to see who can read it faster. Or, and then we talk about the ideas in it. And I just think that is, uh, I love that. Yeah. To I'm me, so happy for you to have that. <laughs> like, that's so healthy yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. and stimulating and, and it's, yeah. and it brings out the best of who you are. It seems like it. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's just a weird thing. Like that's how I, we connect is off of like knowledge and curiosity and, People connect for different things, but for me, it works. And for me, like, that's why I love him. So, that's, so yeah. Did you think going into it that 
you wanted to find a guy who was very curious consciously. Was that like I written knew. somewhere? Yeah, it was a conscious thing because okay. I've been in previous relationships where that wasn't something. And, and I don't want to say I got bored of the relationship. I just felt like it wasn't growing and I wasn't being stimulated from it. Mm -hmm. um, and I felt like I could only grow so far. And yeah. there's like a sense of content, but I, I wanted to be challenged. Yes. I didn't want someone to, when I said an idea, to say like all the A words, like awesome, amazing. You know, <laughs> like I wanted to have someone to be like, actually, I don't agree with you. Um, and this is why. Yeah. And this is why I think that. I want someone to change my mind. Yes. You know? That's like, that's what, that's what I love doing. That's my passion. So to find that in somebody is super cool. <laughs> what advice would you have for people out there that, that haven't found somebody they connected with yet? Just from your experience, because you've had a very public experience mm -hmm. of love and some private experiences of love. Mm -hmm. And you're not a guru. You're a beautiful human mm -hmm. with experiences. What, what's been your journey of love, like of, of you connecting to this person? Mm -hmm. Or how, what message would you want to pass on about that? Um, I would say that be um, be pleasantly surprised by who you connect with. Like, don't have an idea of specifically who you want and how you want them to be. I think we narrow our minds to like who we envision ourselves with, and um, it it makes it so we don't have. Uh, experiences or don't open ourselves up to different kinds of people. And the best kinds of relationships I've been in are the ones that I never expected. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, and also um, just opening yourself up to experiences with different people and, 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 to, and to going out there, putting yourself out there in environments that you're not familiar with. I met my boyfriend like through a friend, but in, you know, we live like an hour away from each other. It's yeah. like in a completely different part of town. And if I wanted to stay in my own little bubble in my comfortable zone and didn't open myself up to different kinds of people, I would have never met him. So it's just connecting through people is extremely important. And I think a lot of people lose sight of that with dating apps and being in our own little worlds and bubbles and wanting things to like be perfectly the way we envision them to be. Um, but yeah, just, just openness and getting to know someone. I love that. Yeah. And you're so right, right? Because we talked about this earlier, right? Like if you're too specific about the goals, sometimes, sometimes it can be limiting. Yeah. Or yeah. I just want a person like this. Okay, that's great. Well, you have blinders on. Yeah. You know, you're putting your vision to like a point where it's like, there's so much over here that's going on, <laughs> you know? And blinders are good in some areas yeah. so when you have a project. If you're... But not with love. Yeah. I don't think, you know? Yeah, like love, I, yeah. Yeah, like I think that uh, I've loved so many different kinds of people in different mm. ways you know, different le levels of love. And I've learned a lot about it, at least with myself. And um, I think with every relationship that I've been in, like I, I change as a person. And oh, this is my kiss moment. <laughs> this is so, you know, when we're talking about love, you're romantic. Yes, you are. <laughs> He's a romantic. <laughs> it was just a matter uh, of yeah, time. <laughs> right? I was starting to get offended. I was like, when's it gonna happen? Hey, buddy. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I feel like, um, what yeah. is love? I think I was actually recently talking about this with my boyfriend and, um, we were asking what love was. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, I think when I love somebody, it's, uh, I can completely st strip down. I, I don't have to try. You are, you're comfortable with who you are in yourself and you can let go and, um, you feel safe. You feel like you can't, mm. there's no judgment. You can just uh, express what you want to. It doesn't feel like a job. It doesn't feel like a burden, you know? You, you feel like you come home at the end of the day and you don't care how you sit. 
I feel like a lot of the time I go through life, I'm around people, I'm just like, am I sitting okay? I, it's, right. It sounds like a weird way to explain it, but it's just like you, your body is just how your body is, how it's most comfortable. You don't have to like be anybody or have the, you know, put your body in a position that you want to be. I don't know. It's like, I feel just like relaxed. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's a great explanation. I, I, That's yeah. a great way to, it's almost like a measuring stick for it. Mm. Is how comfortable do you feel being yourself around this person? Completely, completely. And the yeah. more you let go, like the more you can let somebody else like into your life in that way, you know? It's let like them love the real you. Exactly, yeah. So um, not putting on an act or a show of the kind of person you think that they would like or the, like, you know, it's, it's more so just like, I am who I am in this moment and you make me feel like I can be the person that I am in this moment. Yes, which yeah. is why I think where you guys met was so interesting, right? Because I, I, I think sometimes people put too much emphasis on a first date, mm -hmm. like it being this big old thing. If I meet somebody and I want to date them, it's, I just invite them on what I'm doing anyway. Yeah. I'm going on a hike with my dog. Yeah, you want to come with? Yeah, what better way like, to get to know somebody, you know? Come in, instead of pretending to be like, oh, yeah. this is a... This is a proper date. So what do you do, <laughs> you know? There will be a meal, <laughs> <you know? laughs> So yeah, just being able to kind of be like, um, that's why I like going on dates that are actively doing things yes because you're i don't know it doesn't feel as like it's like an interview you know it yeah. feels like you're just like your body's moving you see how they move and what comes into your mind what you're interested in yeah, yeah. it's I not like as much that. pressure about a conversation either oh for sure although it's important to have like conversations um but but yeah it, it just feels like it's more of like an organic thing yeah yeah oh yeah like i, I remember i was telling my friend it's like you know if you're not sure if you want to date you know, like this girl or not, just invite her out with you and your friends. Yeah. Like yeah. just see how, because eventually if you do date, they're going to have to blend in with your friends at one point or another. Yeah. It's a melding of lives, you know? You know like, do your go lives play volleyball meld? together. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I've been lots of volleyball experiences. <laughs> do you like sand volleyball? Um, do I like sand volleyball? Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. I prefer it because it's almost like, I think volleyball is kind of like a lifestyle I've learned through, through Mitch. <laughs> um, and it's not just the watching the sport, but it's people coming together and like being outside, you know. Uh, the whole and, activity. Yeah, and there's like different games that go on in different places, and um, like I don't know, it just feels like a like a life like a lifestyle. I really want to yeah. get into it because I yeah. I've played it a little bit like when I was in school, and I'm a sports guy. But we have a, a tennis volleyball court here. Oh, really? At our pool. You have to take advantage um, of that. I haven't played it once. I've been here for a year. It's fun. You can and dive and not yes. worry about hurting yourself. Yes, because yeah. I love it. That's all the reason I played for it, to do those epic shots, is to be like, no! Yeah, oh, that's how I like, am. Whenever yeah. I play, I like they always make fun of me. I do like, the same move where I like put my leg out, and I'm just like, which eye? I like, always dive and fall in the sand. They're, like, the dramatic like, save. You oh. want to be the one that extended yourself for exactly. the team. It's like Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. So it's fun. It's just like it's a freeing sport, and I'm still learning a lot about it, but... Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I love I love being by the water, by the beach, and yeah, it's just a really cool yeah. feel. It's the whole lifestyle that kind of comes with it. It is. Oh yeah, I think all physical activity. Like I try to incorporate that into my daily life. So yeah. when I work out, sometimes I'll just like I'll run to the grocery store, get groceries, yeah. and carry them back. Like that's my yes. Yeah. It's applied. Exactly. Yeah, it's funny we look at things so <laughs> so similarly <laughs> that when I'm at the gym, sometimes I'm like I'm lifting stuff up for like no reason. Yeah, I'm like, but this isn't how the body's supposed to be. Like I don't know, you know. I rather just actually move furniture around me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like I'm just gonna move these bricks. I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a, you know certain <laughs> things. Like I I don't know like building things. You know like yeah. creating things. Like. Yeah, I think that's that's how I like 
being physically active because it's never the same. And at the end of the, you have something to show for yeah. it. Or you get that muscle confusion that you're talking about, the variety, right? You shock your body. Yeah, exactly. Like you run to the <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I've like, it's so funny. I always see it as a mission too, because I'll always get way too much, Yeah. you know? And so I'll be carrying it back. It's like super heavy and like, you have to like figure out positions work and then the handle breaks and you, it's just like a little adventure. I like know? it. Problem solving it. And yeah, you're just oh, like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've had lots of failures. Like I feel it's so funny. I'm like people who are driving by looking at me like carrying my groceries are like just why are you not driving like this is definitely like a weird like a backpack that I'll put things in and yeah I don't know it's a it's a weird sight I'm sure do you go to the grocery store with a plan no I know I whatever inspires me usually <laughs> I have certain things that I that I know that I want but my favorite thing is going to a grocery store uh like an Asian market because I don't know a lot of the I'm not familiar with a lot of the ingredients yeah. there, so I like discovering new things and trying new things. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I, I love going to what's it called? I think it's called like Matsuya Market. I'm uh, familiar with it. It's, it's over kind of by Venice area. Okay. Like the Korean spots. Um, I, I don't know if it's. I think it, I'm not sure if it's Korean. I think it's a Chinese grocery okay. store. But I, I just love going there, and yeah. I like being in areas where I'm not familiar with. Certain the brands or whatever, and you're just yeah. like, and then there's always a history like um, behind different types of foods, and so I like to make it like a story. I don't know, it's like going there and be like, I've never heard of this before. I should try it. That's you know? so. See, now that's where we differ. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I eat the same thing every day. Really? What do you eat every day? Rice, beans, chicken, potatoes. Those are all the diced essential. bell peppers, and psh, I mean, it's amazing. It's an essential. All the essential ingredients. I think I, there's so much change in my life. Yeah. Everywhere, all the time, that my food is my comfort. Okay. That makes it's, sense. It's my sense of control. Yeah. I want it exactly. Like, when I go to restaurants, I don't even look at the menu. Really? I just... Oh, see, I... I'm like, I can imagine you guys have chicken, right? <laughs> I will have the chicken. I would imagine you guys have french fries of some kind, right? Great. Yes. Do you have rice and beans? No? Then give me, you know, chips and salsa instead. And it's like... Yeah. And yeah. I'll have the, the waiter really? just, just put the dish together. That's so interesting. Like, I guess maybe I associate food with culture, and I love culture, and just like, learn, I guess... Oh, I'm sorry. Raz, you all up in the way. It's okay. Um, so I think that I always see it as maybe an opportunity. Like recently I went to uh, a Mexican restaurant that I've never been to yeah. and they had lengua tacos. And I haven't had a lengua taco in What's forever. What's a lengua taco? It's tongue. Oh, lengua taco. Oh, oh did I say it wrong? Lingua? Oh, oh no, that's how, that's how I say it in Portuguese. Oh. I, was, I was like, lengua. I was like, that sounds like lengua. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, man, I haven't, I, I had tried it at one, uh, what one time, like a long time ago. But I was like, I haven't tried this in forever. I was like, I have to try it because I haven't. How was it? Was it cow tongue? It was so good. Yeah. It's just like really soft. And it's just, it's so good. I don't know why that feels so weird to me. Because even though I eat meat all the time, mm -hmm. the tongue particularly just feels like such a personal thing. You should try it. <laughs> I'm telling you. You should try it. You can't knock it till you rock it. I always say try everything twice because the first time could be a fluke. And uh, Try everything twice. Oh, completely. <laughs> so when you have kids one day and they say, Mom, I want to try some drugs. You'll be like, Only well, twice, that's it. <laughs> microdose twice. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then you're <laughs> dead. Well, oh, it's so funny though because even when it comes to like the drug thing for me, I'm... Very, I have to research things really fully mm -hmm. before I actually do them. Right. So um, you have a whole pamphlet. You're like, you know what? Okay, I went through it. Yeah, <laughs> and it'll take me like years of it. So I had the I. I was like, oh, mushrooms. It sounds like a really cool thing. Yeah. Um, I was in my in my mind. I was like, I don't know if I'd ever try that. 
But then uh, for me, I just buy books on it and re- watch documentaries on it. So uh, I bought uh, Michael Pollan, How to Change Your Mind. Oh, yeah. And I've been reading that book. Um, and then I saw this documentary on uh, Have a Nice Trip, is what it was called. That sounds kind nice. Of, yeah. <laughs> and so I've been researching it. haven't tried it yet. <laughs> but I've been researching things uh, about it. Uh, I guess like I have to just like and I and I tend to be like, like a would, chicken. I feel like you would love it. I probably would. Mushrooms I, changed my life. Well, from what I've researched, it just uh, it allows there to be like uh, more like mysticism in your life or things that are unexplained in a way because I think um, I live my life almost it feels so logical uh, and I dive into researching things and understanding things but there's certain things you when your mind has a different chemical, something different chemically is introduced to it, your reality is not your reality anymore. And so I think I would benefit from having a sense of mysticism, but I'm a chicken. In a, I don't know. You it's, know. it's the, you know, I've, I was straight edge, so I was like in my 20s, then I tried a lot of stuff, Yeah. you know, in that phase. <laughs> no need to go into details, but I've tried a lot mm-hmm. of things. And um, once I found psychedelics, it changed my life. It was yeah. the most powerful way of feeling the truth. Because mm-hmm. I've tried other chemicals before yeah. but they felt like they were lying to me mm, like interesting like you have this high experience and then the next day you're like wow that was wild you know but when i've done psychedelics it feels like you see more of the truth mm-hmm. mysticism maybe in that you see more of the mysticism that was already there mm-hmm. yeah like because I, i'm like you in a lot of ways and i'm very analytical very like logical like yeah i i i, I I chart the path always. Yeah, but it disrupts that. It disrupts it. Yeah. It's a great disruptor. And mm-hmm. you never know exactly what the dis- disruption is going to be. It's like a like you, sketch. Like you might think you're going to have a shroom trip about space, but you might just look at your hand and just realize you've never really appreciated your hand before. You're like, wow, mm. what beautiful hand. And like, and that might be the whole trip. It's just, it just, it, it, it I don't know. I think That's everybody so should try it. If it's chemically okay for them, I recommend it for everybody. Well, there's been a lot of studies on psychedelics and um, using yeah. them for therapy and just like expanding your mind and just like so many different things. No one's died from it, you know? So um, the research is happening, you know? So well, who knows? When you're ready to try it, let me know. I, I know people that make a, a, a mushroom chocolate bars. Um, it's like a big industry Love now. Chocolate. Yeah, and they're, <laughs> and they're very well um, uh, broken down dosage-wise. Okay. So you know specifically, like this little triangle equals a microdose. This one's like so that way you can yeah. like. Well, that's a fear with never trying anything before. You know, you don't know, and everyone's body is different, and you don't know yeah. uh, what will affect you in what way. Some people have a really positive experience. You have to be in the right mentality. I mean, there's so many factors, For and I'm sure. an overthinker in a lot of different ways. So I'm thinking like, this has to be right. This has to be right. This is, you know, so. I mean, but you have your right to. It's your body. Like, yeah. you know, be adventurous, skydive, but check your parachute. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. like, I think, like, people who go, like, skydiving, they're not careless. They're just, they, they like the thrill of it, but they know what they're doing. There's a sense of control and certainty and, and a checklist of everything. Okay. Yeah. Everything is checked off? Yeah. Now let's jump off a plane. Exactly. I almost went skydiving one time. Almost? How do you almost go? Well, so I'm a big proponent proponent of like, if I'm going to have a first experience with something, uh, that's a big stepping stone. Like mm-hmm. I want it to be positive, right? I'm gonna, you're going to remember that forever. So uh, one of my exes had gotten me a skydiving trip for my birthday. Okay. And we were on our way to do said skydiving trip <laughs> and uh, we got in a fight. And it was a really bad fight, and I like driving to the place. Yeah, driving there, and I said I, I really don't want to go because I don't want to associate this experience I've been waiting for for a really long time with this negative fight that we're having. 
because it'll I'll always Smart. remember like remember remember that one time I went skydiving. It was great. It was fun. Like remember like how great it was. But I didn't want it to be like remember the first time we went skydiving when we like almost broke up in the car. <laughs> and know? that chemical reality will get yeah, into your memory. Oh, it's like, like it anchors said. in. Exactly. Like how you approach something it changes it's the experience of it. So yeah. um, I was just really sensitive to that. And I was just like, I Good can't choice. have this be my first experience. Good yeah. choice. It's so magical when you do it. I hope I you do get to do it one day. And I wanted Maybe it to you be and magical. your boyfriend can go do it or something. Yeah, like he's been skydiving before. Oh, so, so I know. I must. That's a great thing for y'all to do together. <laughs> yeah, holding hands with someone strapped to your back. You know? <laughs> what I liked about it was that um, I went with, when I went with Nick, we, went, we set goals. Hmm. before we went mm -hmm. and we had done a Tony Robbins goal setting workshop beforehand and we wrote down all our goals for like the next decade and we said that with the skydive we commit to the goals oh interesting and when our feet touch the ground that's so cool we we, we we start working on those goals the second our feet touch the ground you set an intention yes yeah, yeah. With things like that that you can't control setting an intention is good because then I feel like it, it becomes like the next step into something yeah, you can. Because yeah. you can set intentions for anything, that. right? Because like yeah. a ritual is whatever you want it to be. Mm -hmm. Ritual is so important. You know, like I feel like, uh, like the ritual of you know becoming a man or becoming a woman. You know, or yeah. whatever you like next step you go through in your life. Like um, having that ritual, like it almost like sh I don't know. It's like the jump start into allowing yourself to be something new. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love cool. it. Diving into it. Diving in. <laughs> <laughs> well. Guess how long we've been talking for? Oh, hmm. at least an hour. Yeah, how long? we're we're touching two hours right really? now. Really? Oh my yeah. gosh, it's so we've great. We've been flying. This yeah. has been great. Yeah. I love it. It's fun. Uh, uh, the editor that works with me that does the time codes that oh, has sorry. to talk <laughs> about all the subjects. I love it. <laughs> There's gonna be oh, like thirty no, chapters. I'm so sorry for whoever's editing no, this. It's no, no, random. You match my energy. I love okay, it. Okay, good. <laughs> you're as random as I am. <laughs> I'm like, how long are your episodes normally? <laughs> Listen, I don't care what they say about you. You're okay with me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you're good in my book. Yeah, I hear this one. Just like, oh, freaking all this stuff. I have to cut out. Now. Gotta cut your babies. <laughs> oh. uh, well, it's been a pleasure having you. Same. It's been a really great conversation. Yeah, Thank getting you for to know the real me. you. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been such a fun. I don't know. I, I didn't expect this to go this way, but I, I love how this went. So yeah, yeah. me too. Awesome. Any last uh, messages you want to give? You already give the great advice about the loved one that that kind of felt like an ending, yeah. but then we just kept going. I so, can't top that. <laughs> so um, I'll let you just have the last phrase. Of, take a deep breath, and the last phrase of the podcast is yours. No pressure. Uh, just always be curious, I guess. Yeah. I love that. Be curious, my friends. <laughs> 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 Bada boom, and that's a wrap. <laughs>